This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Tuesday, September 17th, 7th, as I said, Kathy Todd, so I'll handle the news duties. Good morning to you. We'll start with this. President Joe Biden will survey damage in parts of the Northeast that suffered catastrophic flash flooding from the remnants of Hurricane Ida and use the muddy backdrop to call for federal spending to fortify infrastructure so that it can better withstand such powerful storms. Biden is set to tour Manville, New Jersey, and the New York City borough of Queens today. At least 50 people were killed in six eastern states as record rainfall last week overwhelmed rivers and sewer systems. Some people were trapped in fast-filling basement apartments and cars or swept away as they tried to escape. And the storm, of course, also spawned several tornadoes. More than half of those deaths, 27, were recorded in New Jersey. In New York City, 13 people were killed, including 11 in Queens. Uh, Biden's visit follows up a Friday trip to Louisiana, where Hurricane Ida first made landfall, killing at least 13 people in the state and plunging New Orleans into darkness. Uh, Power is slowly being restored there. Manville, situated along New Jersey's uh, Raritan River, is almost always hard hit by major storms. It was a scene of catastrophic flooding in 1998 as the remnants of Tropical Storm Floyd swept over New Jersey. It also sustained serious flooding during the aftermath of Hurricane Irene in 2011 and Superstorm Sandy in yes. 2012. Yeah, so it got hammered. I remember that. It's one of those places that just always has a problem. Uh, Biden has approved major disaster declarations making federal aid available for people in six New Jersey counties and five New York counties affected by the devastating floods. And like I said, he will be touring there today. Uh, Speaking of that, powerful Hurricane Larry is making big waves in the Atlantic, but a series of smaller developing storms could create more big problems for Louisiana's battered Gulf Coast. As Please a, tell me that it's Mo and Curly, Preston. I yeah, <laughs> hope so. Please. Right, the offshoots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as of Monday afternoon, Larry was about 1,000 <clears throat> miles east-northeast of the northern Leeward Islands in the Caribbean Sea. While the storm probably wouldn't make it to the U.S. east coast, uh, the National Weather Service said significant swells and waves should reach much of the coast by midweek and will impact the shoreline uh, through the end of the week. So the storm is likely to cause uh, surf and rip current yes. conditions, which yeah. obviously if you get out in those can be very, very dangerous. So just a heads up on that. Masks are now required in all Pennsylvania public and private schools as well as child care facilities. Uh, Governor Tom Wolf made the announcement last week reversing the course amid a statewide COVID-19 resurgence that is filling hospital beds just as students return to class. Uh, The mandate requires students, teachers, and staff to wear masks when inside, regardless of vaccination status. Uh, The order will not apply to student-athletes while they're playing, nor to outdoor activities. Uh, Wearing a mask in school is necessary to keep our children in the classroom and keep COVID out of the classroom, Wolf said in a news conference. Uh, The Pennsylvania School Boards Association said that the decision on masking should have been left to local school officials, but that it would nevertheless remind school districts of their legal obligation related to the directive. Uh, the Democratic governor took action after Republican leaders of the House and Senate rejected his request to pass legislation, legislation requiring masks in classrooms. GOP lawmakers acknowledged that coronavirus cases are again surging 
across the state, but insisted that local leaders were best positioned to respond to the pandemic. Uh, less than a month ago, Wolf himself had ruled out a statewide mask mandate for schools after requiring them last year. Uh, but the highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus has changed the administration's calculations about what is needed uh, to keep students in class. How about this story? Out of Georgia, all of us can do some things, but Amkar Tamane, 16 years old, can do everything. Amkar is an Eagle Scout, but not just any Eagle Scout. He has the vest to prove it. Amkar has earned 137 merit badges, all of the badges that a Scout can possibly earn. Wow, so he's got every one of them. And in the 111-year history of scouting and the 110 million Scouts during that time, Fewer than 500 have done it. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, starting in the second grade as a Cub Scout, Amkar has now kayaked, canoed, water skied, fished, backpacked, and so on to the top of the scouting heap. He had said it's been truly amazing to earn all the merit badges and go through all the different steps required to earn all of these. And in case you're wondering if Amkar can start a campfire by rubbing two sticks together... Yeah, he's done that, too. <laughs> does it say which one is the hardest to get? It does not. Okay. And I'm, and I'm not sure I'm curious. what that would be. And then one last story. Longtime meteorologist and reporter David Murphy is retiring today no. after three decades with Action News. I know. I was just watching Murph. We had him on when they made the announcement. And I'm so bummed because he's just the nicest guy he's in great. the world. And he's in the greatest movie ever made. Uh, yes. Holy Moses. Holy Moses. Uh, Murphy joined Action News in 1990 as a general assignment reporter uh, before becoming a meteorologist in 2004 and has been a weekday morning meteorologist for Action News mornings and Action News at noon for the past 17 years. Uh, he earned seals of approval from both the American Meteorological Society and the National Weather Association and holds a certificate in broadcast meteorology from Mississippi State University. Uh, he said in a statement, I was lucky enough to work at several great TV stations early in my career, but the entire time my wife and I couldn't stop thinking about coming home to Philadelphia. He said Channel 6 was the only station I seriously pursued. I knew this was the newscast everybody watched, and I wanted to have a lengthy career at the station, and of course he has. You probably stopped at the point in the statement just before he mentioned us. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Murph, we're going to miss you, man. Yeah, man, so, he's but, great. Uh, we'll stay in touch with him for sure. All right, in sports this morning. Go Bryce Harper hit an early home run. Brad Miller connected twice. And Gene Segura added a grand slam, yeah, leading baby. Zach Wheeler and the Phils to a 12 to nothing win over the Brewers yesterday afternoon in Milwaukee. pronounced Milwaukee. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Freddie Galvis also homered as the Phils won for the eighth time in the last 10 games to stay in the playoff chase with the win. The Phils are just a game and a half behind the Atlanta Braves for first place in the NL East. The series in Milwaukee continues tonight, and Aaron Nola will get the start. Game time scheduled for 740. In college football news, Georgia will host its first home game against UAB on Saturday, but head coach Kirby Smart said three or four of his players are sidelined with COVID-19. 
Uh, Smart declined to identify the players, and it is unknown whether they will be available to play against the Blazers on Saturday afternoon. Last week, Georgia's sports medicine director, Ron Corson, was diagnosed with COVID, and he didn't travel with the team to Saturday's 10-3 victory over number three Clemson. And that is what I have in news and sports for you this morning. Thank you. I'd say I nailed it. Yeah. Well, uh... Welcome back from the holiday weekend. Hopefully you had a uh, enjoyable, injury-free weekend. You yes. know, usually holiday weekends are mm. a little more activity, and sometimes you can get a little out of hand, and hopefully that wasn't you. <laughs> it was a, it was a more chill. Uh, yeah. It Labor was, Day uh, weekend, which I was very happy about. Yeah, um, um, in my world as well, it was very yeah. chill, and I... I I actually feel a little um, recharged. Do you? Do you? Yes. Wow. wow. Okay. It's nice. It's good. Right. It's very nice. So uh, so we have a new Word of the Week prize this week, and it's only going to be four letters because obviously we'll give that away on Friday, and today is Tuesday. Uh, we are going to give away Metallica the Black Album remastered deluxe box set and a collector's edition Metallica uh, wherever I may roam, varsity jacket. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, Where'd you get that snazzy jacket? Yeah, Kenny. Where'd you get that? <laughs> Uh, Metallica March 30th anniversary of its self-titled album. So we will give that away on Friday, and you'll get the letter of the day at the end of today's program. Uh, we also have some guests joining us. So uh, we have a special Tattoos Day that's happening, and it is in conjunction with the guests that we are going to speak to later on this morning. We're going to speak to our buddy Troy Temple, yes, uh, who is not only an insanely talented tattoo artist, but he is the guy that organizes all of the tattoo conventions, specifically the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention. The, the biggest one in the world, is it not? Well, I mean, but they're all his, and he's a hell yeah. of a businessman. Yep. So uh, we're going to talk to Troy. We're also going to talk to a gentleman named Matt Davey, with Outre- the outreach director, uh, and Chris Jones, the president of operation of Tattooing Freedom. And what is going to happen, and we'll, we'll go into detail with these guys later on, with Tattoos Day today... We're giving away a tattoo to a veteran or first responder. Nice. Um, we have uh, the anniversary of 9-11 coming up, and it is in conjunction with that. So um, we also have a chance for you to get passes for the Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival this Sunday, and you may end up winning a free tattoo uh, with that. So here's the deal. If you are a veteran or a first responder, text the word tattoo to 39333. We're going to send you a link to enter to win the passes and also the free tattoo by operating Tattoo Freedom. So an extra step here, yeah. uh, but this is to make sure that you do indeed qualify for the prize. And this is the only week that we're doing something like that. So if you're a veteran or first responder, text tattoo to 39333 and we'll send you the link. You fill that out and that is how you win today's prize. So it's not like we normally do it. If you are uh, not a veteran or first responder, and you you text that too. We're going to send you that link, but you fill it out. It's going to have to. You're going to have to explain what yeah. you do and who you are. So and you can see why we're going to the extra step. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, these guys are. It's it's a nonprofit that they have set up, and es- essentially it's. It's veterans tattooing veterans, and also we're opening it up to first responders because of nine eleven. Right. Well. So right. That's the way this whole thing is working. I love it. We're going to talk to those three guys in a Zoom later on this morning about that and the convention coming up this weekend and all that good stuff. So we'll get to that. Uh, We're also going to have comedian Bill Engvall on the program. He has got a new show called Blue Collar Auction, uh, which starts on Friday on Peacock. So we will talk to him. 
And our buddy Jim Jackson, announcer or the uh, play-by-play man for the Flyers, <laughs> yeah. uh, has announced that the organization has begun the process of identifying new inductees for the Flyers Hall of Fame. And we're going to make that announcement today, all, yeah. all six. Yeah, so we will get to that with Jim. We're going to announce the six people that are being inducted. Correct? No, no, six people, six finalists. One of them be voted on. Yeah, okay. yeah. So uh, gotcha. they're going to narrow it down to six finalists, and then um, over the next week or two, we're going to uh, pick one, not us personally, but the city of Philadelphia are going to pick one finalist to be inducted into the Flyers Hall of Fame this well, year. this is appropriate because we, as a show, right. are in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they're yeah. So they yeah. figured that we were the only obvious option. Yeah, so uh, you can be, uh, they help us pick out the next yeah. Hall, of Famer, <laughs> right. uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so on top of all of that... Yeah. MMR's back to school. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been happening as well. I've been and listening. I, yeah, and I know, what's, I know what's next. I Don't look. It's I, a surprise. I know we're in the L's. Yeah. That's all that I know. And I've, I was doing prep work, and I didn't have the radio on, so I don't know exactly where we are. So, yay, it'll be a surprise <laughs> as well and something, obviously, you're excited about, right? Uh, no, I'm excited for you about. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know uh-huh. what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Of course. O's. Oh, L O. Shut up! Well, then I don't know what it is. I was thinking limelight. No. So, Lindsay Lohan. Okay. All right, then I I don't want to know. We'll find out when we get back. We'll take a break, come back in a second. All that stuff. The Entertainment Report is up next. Stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we have a question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Jim Gaffigan uh, Sunday, September 19th at the Met in Philadelphia. And the question I have for you this has to do with uh, one of Casey's faves, Miley Cyrus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Miley is not her name. What is her birth name? Her first her first and middle and last name. I didn't know that wasn't her name. Miley Cyrus. 215-263-WMMR. No, it's more... Her real name sounds more made up than her... Really? Uh, ...than her stage name, yes. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. I will go through some birthdays. Today, on Tuesday, September 7th, they include... Corbin Burnson. Ah, Love Cor- Corbin Burnson. Yep, Corbin Burnson, uh, not only L.A. Law, had a nice long run in that, but of course, uh, Major League. Come on, Dorn, get in front of the damn ball. Don't give me this Ole bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he was the divorce lawyer on L.A. Law. I was not a, uh, I didn't watch L.A. Law. Was Loved it. it. Yeah. yeah. I adored that show. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely one of the, the long-running law shows, for yeah, sure. And he, yeah. he got a great uh, amount of success out of that. So uh, Corbin turns uh, 67 today. So this actor who says this, I don't know what Come his name on, is. Dorn, get in front of the damn ball. Don't give me this Olay bullshit. But yeah. I just saw him. There was a movie called Silverado. Remember oh, yeah. that movie? Yeah, it's great. Okay. He's great in that Western, movie. Yeah. yeah, he's in that movie for a hot minute. He plays yeah. a dancehall girl. He no. You guys like what I'm doing up here? Am I getting you around? 
he's a criminal at his hideout, and they show up, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and yeah, they have to they have to steal back the um, case of money that they, was stolen from their wagon train. It's, yeah. it's really good. Silverado is one of the best westerns ever made, and it was a more recent western. It's got every it's got every uh, stereotype from all great westerns in one movie. It's, that's exactly right. It's yep. a loving tribute mm-hmm. to great westerns. Yep. So Corbin Burns in '67 today. Gloria Gaynor, who had a huge hit with I Will Survive, and that song never dies. No, I wanted to die, but no, it's a perennial. It is. At weddings, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can can put this on almost any time, and you're going to have a group of people singing along to it for sure. Uh, Gloria Gaynor, by the way, is 78 years old today. I have a, a story to share with you guys that'll have to be off air because it's just a... Just <laughs> oh, a, really? Yeah, but... About it, Gloria about, Gaynor? About this song and Gloria Gaynor and all... I, I just, I want... I don't want to forget it and I'll <laughs> okay. tell you guys all, all right. Yeah. Someone Jump make a note. Yeah. We need to hear this. Nick finger-blasted Gloria Gaynor. Oh, my God. Well, no. oh, maybe that's... Oh, that's no, not it? Oh, no. sorry. Well, that, that's a different story. She's 78. Uh, this is a, an, another Gloria Gaynor story that we're going to get. Not that one. Uh, Julia... Uh, uh, Julie Kavanagh, of course... Of course, the voice of Marge Simpson on The Simpsons is 71. I'm curious as to, at this point, multi-decades at the same gig, what she makes for doing Marge Simpson. Because it's not a year-long job, you know? No, but it's got to be a fair amount because she could could hang it up and... They'd be screwed. They'd be screwed. She's a main. She's a main character. Yep. And they could. They could find somebody to maybe do it, but it wouldn't be exactly the same. And she is very valuable to the Simpsons. Because if she walks out the door, Marge goes, and the sisters. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Three hundred grand an episode. An episode. An episode. And they've bad. had how many episodes? They're. <laughs> Six hundred. Yeah. Six hundred at so least. Yeah. yeah she's made a that. decent amount of money. Now she yeah. hasn't made that for. No, all every that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's a good gig, and you only have to do a few shows a year. And, yeah, uh, go into a studio and record. Yeah, and do it at home from now yeah. at this point. <clears throat> a lot of them are. So she's seventy-one today. Uh, Tom Everett Scott, the actor. He's one of the O'Neaters. Do you guys know that they just did this in Erie? What? The O'Neaters. They performed they got together, together and played? in Erie at one of those like uh, Blue Rocks, like Triple Lee, Triple A baseball stadiums. Well, that's where they were. That's where the band was from. Yep. Yeah. So in in the movie, they they live in Erie, Pennsylvania. That's cool. I wish Erie was closer. I would have gone up. They oh, were like, totally, man. The four of them were in a car together, driving through Ohio and just having a blast. Really? Yeah. It looked, looked like when, a lot of fun. When uh, when COVID hit and all the 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 cast reunions were happening, we had. All of them on at the same time. It was so cool. It was great. We, we had to float a couple in and out, but but we spoke to every single member of the Wonders. Uh, I just love that movie. I absolutely Some love it. Some people, either you get it or you don't. Right. And I think what's so nice about it is it's just a loving moment of music history captured yeah. in time. Yeah. And that's what it is. Early 60s pop yeah. music and uh, or maybe mid-60s pop music and... Uh, and yeah, it was just a, a moment in time. It was really cool. And also, he has a, a smaller role, but I love him in uh, La La Land. Uh, towards the end, he's the he's the, the, he's the one. Yeah, and it, it's I'm, I'm he's glad. like the perfect guy, right? And yeah. he stays the perfect guy because yeah. so many times the perfect guy gets looked over. Uh, he is 51 today. Chrissy Hind, Ooh. the great Chrissy Hind, 
of the Pretenders. Wow, she's 70 years old today. The Pretenders, uh, I'll Stand By You, is uh, my wedding, wedding song. Wedding song, yes. that's right, yeah. Uh, but sadly... Not a nice person. <laughs> Not a lot, no. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but great musician, so, you know, hopefully the music is what you care about. For sure. 70 today. <laughs> Good music. Uh, yeah. Another musician, Ben Tench. He is one of the heartbreakers. He's the keyboard oh. player uh, for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I just fell down right a, uh, a Tom Petty... And, uh, you know, YouTube poll. I mean, it's so easy because there are so many songs to choose from. But oops, uh, yeah, that was me at the bottom of it. But it's just like it's never-ending hits. And then the deep stuff I love, and then this, the crossover stuff with Stevie Nicks, and yeah. it's just it's so great. And so, but Ben, he, ben was uh, featured in, obviously in a lot of the videos. Uh, ben Montench is sixty-eight today. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth of uh, yes, the American Pie movies. The inspiration and, for the song, correct? Uh, I believe I believe she is the inspiration for American Pie. All ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, so she is uh, forty-eight today. Uh, actress Evan Rachel Wood. Ah, uh, who is thirty-four years old today? She's been in the news for all the wrong reasons recently because of Marilyn Manson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, she has some some serious. Allegations against him. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, she's 34 today, and uh, Casey's brother Kevin has a birthday. Oh. You, had, you had music standing by for of that? Of course. Okay. This is his favorite. Uh, well, song? I don't know if it is anymore, but I don't think it's his favorite fish song, but it's his favorite tray is right, in the middle of the between you two, who's the bigger fish fan? Um, me. Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah. Who was okay. the one who designed the fish mobile? He was. <laughs> you remember, Preston? Of course I remember. <laughs> oh, man. Now we I took a ride in the fish you know, movie. <laughs> Steve and I were in the back seat of Casey's it mother's car. It was an 82 Honda we, we crammed oh into the back. God. Weed is being smoked in, in the front. I don't think that's true. In the front seat, and all of a sudden, I don't think we would do that with you guys. It was so funny. Casey goes, "There's a cop," and all of a sudden, we just see this plume of spray shoot up in the front seat from a spray bottle of we um, could not determine deodorizer right. that was mounted somewhere, somewhere in the vehicle where you could just yeah. reach over and touch a button and would go poof. Yeah. And we saw that shoot up and it was like a James the James Bond weed car. <laughs> yeah, it was the weed mo- it was the Batmobile. It was the blunt mobile. It was amazing. And we were just we looked at each other like did that just happen? What happened? It was hilarious, man. So happy birthday Kevin and thank you for that moment. We appreciate it. All right, okay. let's see if we can get an answer to this. Stupid question. Miley Cyrus's birth name. What is it? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to John. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, John. All right. Uh, what was Miley's birth name? Uh, Destiny Hope Cyrus. Yeah, Destiny what? Hope Cyrus. Sounds like a stripper. It totally. Uh, John, hang on the line. That's probably why she changed it. I yeah. don't know. Uh, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Jim Gaff again. The Fun Tour is going to be Sunday, September 19th, 7 p.m. at the Met, Philadelphia. And tickets for multiple Jim Gaffigan shows at the Met, which is uh, September 17th, 18th, and 19th. are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. Uh, we're going to start with this. Kelly Cuoco, file for divorce from Carl Cook, the flight attendant star 
filed in Los Angeles Superior Court on Friday, the same day that she and Cook announced their split after three years of marriage. So it was like, boom, filed that, immediately. Like, done. Yeah. Her last husband she was married to for just about two years. Yeah, so she's, she's not good at marriage. No. In a joint statement shared exclusively with People Magazine, the former couple said, despite a deep love and respect for one another. I am! We have realized that our current paths have taken us in opposite directions. So this morning, I wish he was dead. Were you dead? <laughs> I'm watching a video. I think it's on TMZ. It's him surprising her, and she's, oh my god, you're the best. I love you. And they're hugging, and you no, know, you you surprised me. That couldn't have been more than a few months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what happened? Something happened. What happened? But she can. They continued in a joint statement. We have both shared so much of our journey publicly. So while we would prefer to keep this aspect of our personal life private, we wanted to be forthcoming in our truth together. I am! <laughs> Just once. You know? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That. I hate his guts! Yes. Oh, thank you for being honest. Uh, I hate his stench, his face. I hate him. They go on to say there is no anger or animosity. Quite the contrary. We have made this decision together through an immense amount of respect and consideration for one another. And request that you do the same and understanding. But if you see him, kill him. That we will not be sharing any additional details or commenting further. I hate him. Uh, Kaylee, an avid equestrian, started dating Cook also an equestrian in 2016. They got engaged on her birthday in November 2017. Then they tied the knot on June 30th, 2018 in a ceremony at a horse stable near San Diego. That's the problem. With close friends and family in attendance. If the horse does the ceremony, it's not official. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Hey, uh, are equestrians, um, classically small like jockeys? No. No, Okay. Not necessarily. Uh, Christopher Reeve was an equestrian and he played Superman. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, so I, I I don't think it's uh yeah because it's not always a matter of speed. I love her. She does the animated voice of Harley Quinn, okay. and she's really good. Uh, this June, Coco and Cook celebrated their three year wedding anniversary on their respective Instagram. I hate you. Pages. <laughs> they. Love I don't know. Them. You know what happens? I think it's a case too where her her star is really ascending. She got. You know, uh, Golden Globe nomination, and she's getting these a- acting accolades, and I don't know. You know, maybe you think she... that's what caused them to split up. She got too successful. Well, they were sort of saying that they were they they were going in different directions, which means he's a loser, uh-huh. and I'm a star. We're going to move on to Stanley Tucci is opening up about his experience with cancer for the first time since being diagnosed three years ago. What did he have? I shared that he had been treated for cancer in an interview with Vera Magazine for its September issue. It was on his tongue, actually. Uh, During the conversation, uh, he discussed various aspects of his care and recalled some of his fears around it in light of his first wife, uh, Kate Spathucci, she had breast cancer, and that was more than a decade ago, and she she passed away. So uh, the acclaimed actor said that his diagnosis was, quote, for a tumor at the base of his tongue, which was too big to operate, uh, too big to operate on leaving the actor with options of high-dose radiation and chemo. He had said, I'd vowed I'd never do anything like that because my first wife died of cancer, and to watch her go through those treatments for years was horrible. Right. But he changed his mind. Uh, the actor told the magazine that following Spatucci's experience in death in 2009 at the age of uh, 47, uh, he was scared about how the illness might impact his family 
and what it could mean for their future. He also shared that his treatment at one point involved the use of a feeding tube. Wow. He said, the kids were great, but it was hard on them. I had a feeding tube for six months. I could barely make it to the twins' high school graduation. Uh, while there were challenges around his treatment, Tucci said that his cancer is now unlikely to come back, though he does feel older. He said cancer makes you more afraid and less afraid at the same time. I feel true. Much, he said, I feel much older than I did before I was sick, but you still want to get ahead and get things done. He's got a new book out. It's called Taste. I wonder if he addresses this um, in the book. I, I put in an interview request to try and get him on the show to, because he is out promoting this book, and I don't know, Preston, if this interview that he's talk, where he's talking about yeah. the answer is there, has to do with the book. Nick, is there a companion documentary with that? Because I thought I saw something on I'm not sure. Netflix a, or Hulu or something. He's doing a lot of show. press. He has a show. There's a show right. uh, that that's a food-based uh, show. Oh, yeah. Um, and that might have been what you saw the ad for, Steve. But uh, he has turned into one of my favorite yeah. actors. I would He's really great. like to talk to him. And I say this with all deference. He is my favorite on-screen gay friend. Okay. Because he plays he does, that in He's Prada played that character and, a few times. Uh, the Cher movie. Um, oh, uh, burlesque? Burlesque. Okay. <laughs> he's the, that I didn't see. He's the costume guy. Uh, so, but, uh, but he seems to be doing well, so that's, that's great. Uh, Kim Kardashian mm. may trick consumers into, quote, crypto bubble with delusion of quick riches. What? Uh, the UK's financial regulator, Charles Randell, Called for regulators to have... I went to Randell High. Uh, ...to have greater power in protecting consumers. He said that if you buy speculative crypto tokens... Yes. ...you should be prepared to lose all of your money. Thank you. <laughs> so he's saying that's what a risk it is. Not that you will lose your money, but... Right. You Understand. Should be, you should be prepared... Right. ...that you may very lose all your money. It's like any really risky investment. Anybody so, I know who's involved in this, it, go, like, does it for a little bit of a taste, but... Is not and no one I know is all in yet. So he turned to Kardashian's recent plug. He said when she was recently paid to ask her 250 million Instagram followers to speculate on crypto tokens by joining the Ethereum Max community. That's the name of this company. It's also a Harry Potter uh, spell. It may have been the financial promotion with the single biggest audience reach in history. Uh, Kim disclosed that it was a ad, a hashtag ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Randell said that she didn't have to disclose that she was promoting a speculative digital token created a month before by unknown developers, one of hundreds of such tokens that fill the crypto exchanges. I got it now. Yes. Okay. So this guy is saying what appears to be her tacit approval of it could lead people down a path to financial ruin. Randell said uh, these tokens have only been around for a few years, so we haven't seen what will happen over a full financial cycle. Wouldn't a wiser Uh, investment be Rob Kardashian's socks? He said we simply don't know when or how this story will end, but as with any new speculation, it may not end well. He asked for major platforms, including Facebook and Twitter, to join Google in not promoting ads for financial products unless they have been authorized by regulators. Chrissy Teigen is sharing her progress toward sobriety. And she uh, apparently captioned a picture, or it was a video. Uh, Today is my 50-day sobriety streak. Uh, It was a video of her kids interrupting her workout that she shared on her verified Instagram account. Uh, And she said it should be nearly a year, but I had a few wine... Uh, hiccups in the road. Uh, She said uh, she had marked her longest sobriety streak yet, but added she's unsure if she will never drink again. 
Uh, she said that she knows that drinking no longer serves me in any way. I said, I don't get more fun. I don't dance. I don't get relaxed. I get sick, fall asleep, and wake up sick, having missed what was probably a fun night. I have my fun with it and appreciate anyone that can enjoy it responsibly. One thing she cannot give up is social media, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> she cannot uh, I think that's stay the away. Addiction. Yeah, that is. Uh, she has been openly grappling with depression following revelations that she had bullied people in the past, apparently. Uh, Amazon Studios is denying reports that Nicole Kidman walked off the production of Hong Kong's Expats. Uh, according to an Amazon spokesperson, they commented uh, an email to Variety, uh, Nicole wrapped as scheduled. She did not leave early. She always had other projects that she was committed to. The production is not stalled or on hiatus. It was always going to continue shooting without her. Reports in Hong Kong claimed that Kidman and director Lulu Wang had creative differences. Other reports claim that Wang and Kidman hey, Wang. visibly <laughs> argued while filming in a street market. Uh, Kidman is starring and uh, an exec producer, and the production of the show has been rife with scandal, uh, ranging from political appropriateness to the quarantine exemption granted to Kidman. Yeah, I'd read about that. People were right. sort of upset about that. Yeah, that she was able to move about freely. Right, well, yeah. the entire country is in complete lockdown. Uh, the show is based on uh, Janice Y.K. Lee novel uh, and focuses on the lives of privileged expat women, prim- primarily foreign and Caucasian. Uh, the South China Morning Post, Hong Kong's leading English language daily, labeled the production tone deaf. Uh, Time dubbed it a uh, treatise. Uh, a treatise. What is that? Uh, it's it's like a multiple trees. Okay, no, no. it's a, it's a <laughs> multiple trees on white privilege. So there you go. Uh, let's see what else I have here for you. Oh yeah, this is uh, messed up. Michael K. Williams, who yes. starred as Omar Little in HBO's The Wire, so sad, was found dead in his a Brooklyn in his Brooklyn apartment. Uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, the 54-year-old was reportedly found face down and unconscious with what appears to be heroin on the kitchen table, and an overdose overdose is suspected. Uh, Williams' spokesperson, Mariana Shafran, uh, confirmed his death, uh, telling The Hollywood Reporter it is with deep sorrow that the family announced the passing of Emmy-nominated actor Michael Kenneth Williams. They asked for your privacy while grieving this unsurmountable loss. Williams had been open about his struggles with drugs over the years. I didn't realize how beloved this guy was. Did you see the story about the comedians of Preston who um, got a hold of some fentanyl-laced cocaine? And there were three people at a party. It was in Venice, California. Two of them died. No. Yeah. yeah. Any, anybody we would know? or The one gentleman I think we, we do know. I... I, I it, I had to do a little checking up on him to see if it, 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 you know, sparked any memories. And I think we might have had him in the studio. So they were doing coke. They were doing it was, coke. It was laced with fentanyl. His yeah. name Fuquan Johnson. Fuquan Johnson. That's Did we it. have him in here? I, I, I got to see his name. I, I see his face. I'm he looks familiar, Case, but I could familiar. be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's terrible news. Uh, all right. Well, I have another death. I'll, and then we'll move on to something else. Uh, Hugh Jackman has expressed his deep sadness following the death of his beloved father, Christopher John Jackman. Uh, he wrote, uh, in the early hours of Father's Day, my dad peacefully passed away. This is the Australian father. Right, Day. right. Um, he said, uh, while there is a deep sadness, I am filled with such gratitude and love. My dad was, in a word, extraordinary. He devoted his life to his family, his work, and his faith. And I pray that he is now at peace with God. So sad news in his world. Isn't well, it? He, uh, Hugh Jackman is such a, a regular guy. Yeah. Like, and his relationship with his dad... 
who occasionally appeared on his social media seemed so genuine, you know. But yep. um, I, I, did they mention what he passed from? No, and I don't have an age for him either, so unfortunately I don't have that info. Uh, here's another story. Appearing to respond to criticism over the royal family's tepid approach to inclusion, Prince William and Kate Middleton are actively pushing for more diversity. Uh, their royal foundation, uh, the report from them, concedes that while formal targets for diversity of the broad have not previously been set, they we want need to... more diversity and more broads. They want. <laughs> <laughs> They want inclusion to become a particular focus going forward. It is uh, our desire to populate Buckingham Palace with more chicks. Uh, the report states the Royal Foundation <laughs> remains committed to equally equality and diversity and to ensuring a positive, safe, and respectful environment. We profess to be arbiters of a tepid treatise. Uh, In other words, we have said today. Which uh, promotes the well-being and dignity of its employees, applicants, partners, suppliers, and those who... Uh, interest it represents. There's a new, um, like, Lifetime movie coming out. <laughs> they keep grinding out these Royals movies, and they're so horrible, but I, I never miss a one of them. But the new one looks very scandalous, Preston, because it deals with the whole Oprah interview. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Meanwhile, Prince Charles' a confidant, Michael Fawcett, is stepping aside after four decades in the royal family. Wow. I'm done with this. I have to leave now. You have to leave now? Exactly. Okay, we wish you well. Uh, Fawcett's role as chief... If I have any hope of having a career in skateboarding, it's now or never. (laughs) Fawcett's role as chief executive of Charles's uh, Prince's Foundation came under fire over criticism of how honors were sought on behalf of a Saudi businessman. An investigation is in the works. I know nothing about so that. So perhaps this is a case where they were attempting to get some sort of a title for this person. Yeah, maybe. And they played light and fast with the rules. Uh, Charles once said of him, Michael Fawcett, I can I can manage without just about anyone except for Michael. I can uh, cannot manage without a Fawcett uh, and so a water closet. That too. So, uh, Fawcett's yeah. such a British name. Fawcett. Fawcett. <laughs> Lord Fawcett. Um, what else? Oh, Johnny Depp made a rare red carpet appearance ah. at the Deauville Film Festival amid his legal battle with his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Uh, the 58-year-old attended a screening of City of Lies, uh, in which he plays a detective who suspects the LAPD had oh. a role in the notorious notorious B.I.G. death. We have the, uh, the director, yeah. yeah, Brad Furman is the guy from uh, Conchi, ah. uh, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I, I really like this movie. It's um a true-to-life tale about uh, what happened with Biggie Smalls and, and uh, how he was murdered. You saw it? Yeah. Is it good? I, I really liked it a lot. Okay. It's um, Brad Furman, the director, firmly believes that this is how Biggie died. And, and uh, Brad, I mean, um, Johnny Depp is, and, and Forrest Whitaker, they're just incredibly great actors. Yeah. You know, and I know I know Johnny Depp's had some troubles, but man, is he a good he's actor. He's a great actor. He's, he's a great he actor. He plays Biggie in the movie, which is an amazing. Whoa, he pulled that off. Show. pulls it off. Wow. No, he's listen for for as a as a trippy dude, weird guy that he is, phenomenal actor, just excellent. Just don't if you're eating like nuts or pretzels around him out of a bowl, just make sure that you don't right. double dip. Right? Yeah. Why? Like, what? Black nuts. mass. Oh, and black mass. That's oh my god. Yes. Why? <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Uh-huh. I think it's in the. Uh, are you having here? Just saying. I just no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pull up the clip? Though? I want to hear it. Every time I hear I'm Johnny, I'm such Jack. a sucker for I that. Know. It's so great. It's so good, and he's so intimidating with his 
His very yeah. low-key <clears throat> delivery. His growl. He's playing Whitey Bulger in this movie. By but it's also <laughs> the fact that this guy's just, he's, he's got big, fat, sweaty hands, and uh-huh. he's digging into the peanut bowl. For 15 straight minutes, I've been watching you putting your big, fat f- fingers into your disgusting mouth, which is filled with God knows what kind of f- bacteria. And then you take the same big, fat, f- filthy fingers... And you stuff them back into the bowl that is there for public consumption. What the f*** are you thinking, John? Well, I wasn't thinking, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Just don't do it again. <laughs> it's so great. Well, I wasn't it's thinking. So great. I wasn't thinking, John. <laughs> uh, this is cool. The movie, The Accountant, yes. back in 2016, which, of course, was uh, Ben Affleck. He uh, played a man with autism. Right. Who was an accountant, but also an assassin? Yeah, uh, had a huge box office success, 155 million dollars on his 40 million dollar budget. There is a sequel in the works. So they've been talking about this for a while. They and are, they, are they finally into production on this? Uh, I believe so. So de- director Gavin O'Connor broke the news. Revealing that both uh, Affleck and John Barenthal, good, who co-starred in the original movie, will be reprising their roles for the sequel. It's not, I don't think it's in production yet, but it has been announced. I officially. really that movie surprised me. Came me out too. Of the field. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, I, re- I, there were a couple little things that were like, oh, okay, but right. but it was enough. The the whole thing was good enough for me to go. This is really I, I like this, and they could do a lot more with sure. this character. Yeah. Which obviously they will, and the whole relationship, which I won't say here, uh, between him and John Barenthal, if you haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, O'Connor noted that uh, he's always envisioned The Accountant as a trilogy of films, allowing Affleck's character to uncover all sorts of fiscal wrongdoings and uh, obviously have a little other thing going on as well. So. Uh, we'll see when that comes I, out. I hear that H&R Block figures prominently into the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then finally, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is out at Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a straight-to-series order at Amazon. What? Uh, the re- remake of the Brangelina film stars Donald Glover. Uh, the stars had different creative visions, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Glover will remain on board, and a new co-star will be found. The split was reportedly amicable. Were they going to play the couple? I don't know, uh, but uh, because that you know Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are married in the movie, yes, and they're two of the sexiest people to ever walk the face right, of the earth. Right. And while these two are obviously they're, they're <clears throat> great-looking people, but they're yes. not Brad and Angelina quite no. level. But uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure who was playing uh, what characters, but she's out, and she's a she's a force, man. She's definitely had a lot of success with Fleabag. All right, uh, we're now ready for clips. I ain't got no clips. What? Yeah, mystery clips. Oh, all right. You know how to play. Time for mystery clips. I'm gonna give you. You want the hard one or the easy one first? Let's do the hard one first. Okay. All right. If you know the answer, Marissa, do you know what they are? I do, and it's sitting on the printer. So You're I'm out. I'm gonna go grab it real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna play a clip. No, we don't. Okay. Well, yeah. I need the follow up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So here's the clip. If you know the answer, raise your hand. Here we go. I didn't really know what to expect. I loved the script. When we started shooting the pilot, I went, "Oh wow, this is bigger scale than really." anything I've done. And I just fell in love with the pilot. So that, you know, at first you, as you get going, you learn your character so well, you learn the other characters. But at first it was just, I loved his script. Steve put his hand up. Lily Tomlin. No. All right. Not even close. Marissa. 
Well, I know what it is. Well, yeah, oh, you we don't know. It. Yeah, oh, nobody sorry. knows. <laughs> you could you could read the whole thing. Yeah. Got it. Well, after five seasons and two networks, the mystery series Lucifer is ending. That was Lauren uh, German reminiscing Lauren German. about her first impression of the Not show. Not German. Lauren yeah, German right, from German. Lucifer. <laughs> German? German. German. Lauren German. Lauren right. German. Next mystery clip. Oh, sorry, wrong button. She lives in Germany. Next mystery clip. Here we go. This is the easier one, right? Yeah. Okay, here we go. I am obviously not in a marriage that makes me feel completely stunted, but I do relate to Connie in in the idea that, like, I didn't grow up with much financial education. I mean, I think I did, but that example of, like, she can't get out of this marriage until she's got herself together is all too true for so many women. I don't know who it is, but it sounds like Kristen Bell to me. It's Kristen! Oh, my God! I I never, ever, ever... Get those right. Well, oh, my yeah. God. That chain has been broken now. Wow. <laughs> okay. What's the story? She's promoting a movie called Queen Pins, where uh, oh, two yeah. women are, they make counterfeit coupons, and they're being haunted by a duo who's eager to take them down. Okay. And it opens this Friday. It's a, it's a comedy, action comedy, right? It, with her, I would assume so. Yeah, I haven't right, watched yeah. the trailer yet. All right. That's it. All right. Nice. Well done. That's what I got yeah. for you uh, this morning in the entertainment report. All right. A few things taking place. We have Tattoo Tuesday. So are we just doing this, Casey, and not this? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, know what I'm saying? All right. So here's here's the go. Tattoo Tuesday. Here's the deal with this. Um, we have a special. It is for veterans and first responders only. Yes. Uh, and there's this really cool organization. We're going to talk to the guys uh, with them uh, a little bit later on called Operation Tattooing Freedom. And uh, essentially, they're vets. Uh, who tattoo vets. Uh, and we're opening this up to first responders it's as very cool. well. The anniversary yeah. of 9-11 coming up, so we want to do this. And it's in conjunction as well with the 23rd Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival. So, if you are a veteran or a first responder, and you've always wanted your Preston and Steve tattoo, <laughs> then you need to text the word tattoo to 3933. And we're going to send you a link to enter to win a pair of one-day passes for the Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival this Sunday and the free tattoo by operating Tattoo Freedom. So that's the way it's working today. Just a little bit of a different take this particular week. So if you're a veteran or first responder, text word tattoo to 39333. Uh, Bill Engel on the show. We're also going to talk to our buddy Troy from uh, the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention. Uh, and uh, and uh, the guys that are involved as well in Operation Tattooing Freedom. Uh, but Bill Engvall, Jim Jackson on as well because uh, the uh, Flyers are going to have a chance for you to vote on uh, the Flyers Hall of Fame, and we'll get the details on that later on as Excellent. well. Excellent. So we'll take a break and come back in just a moment. More of the Back to School A to Z brought to you by Springfield Mitsubishi. We'll be right back. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. Uh, we have a tattoo today. today. It's a special one today. It is for uh, EMT, or it's for uh, first responders and veterans. And so if you are a first responder or veteran, text word tattoo to 39333. We're going to send you this link. Uh, and you can not only win the Preston Steve tattoo, but uh, tattoo uh, convention tickets for this weekend. Yeah. The 23rd Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts <clears throat> Festival uh, is taking place at the convention center. So uh, we'll have your chance to win that. And it's going on this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Uh, so just a heads up on that, which is a really cool event for you uh, to check out. 
Um, let me see here. I, I have a question for you guys, and I, I've never heard of this before, uh, but there's a, um, a condition called uh, mysokinesia. And it is apparently when some when people can't stand seeing someone fidgeting. Okay. So you've heard of conditions where you can't stand hearing someone eat. Like right. that, that drives right. people crazy. We've talked this one I've never heard of before. So the the just the act of fidgeting can drive someone crazy. So uh misokinesia is the hatred of movements. <laughs> it's Probably similar to Miso Horny. Uh. Miso Horny, me love you long time. Uh, there have been certainly points in my life where somebody fidgeting has annoyed me. Okay. Have you ever had that? No, not really. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, nothing stands mm. out, so it certainly isn't something that bothers me regularly. But I'd never heard of this. But new research from the University of British Columbia finds approximately one-third of the population suffers from this psychological phenomenon... And report feeling negatively impacted emotionally and socially by the condition. Wow. So things like uh, somebody who's perhaps swaying or tapping their fingers or yeah. or, or mm. glitching a little bit. That would be, you know, what are the classic yeah, fidgeting guess, things? I don't know. Scooting around in your seat right, a little bit right. is kind of fidgeting. Really? I would say, um, like, uh, you know, uh, tapping your, your foot or your knee or whatever, like just sitting there. Yeah, sometimes twirling your hair, I'll do that. I could see it in if you're concerned about somebody in, like, are they okay? Like, is, like what's on their mind? Right. You just want to know, like, I, I just want that person to be settled. And if you are experiencing it, you know, are you the reason they're fidgeting or, you know, what's going on? I don't know if that's on? it, yeah, but I know what you're saying. Kathy does this fidgeting thing, and it, and it doesn't bother me, bother me. But sometimes I'm like, man, you spent a lot of time doing that. She takes her hair yeah. She sits there and looks at each and every really? little strand yeah. on yeah. her hair. She, she does sits that. there and looks at, she, you know, looking for split ends, does, I guess. Does she pull the split ends off? Now, that I've never seen no, her I, do, but she just picks through, like, uh. every hair. And you got how many hairs on your head? Mm-hmm. She'll just sit there and look at them and look she at them. She removed the bugs, them. Preston. That's what she's doing. And she does the same thing yeah. with her nails, too. Oh, that's funny. Constantly looking at them, picking at them, you know. So I guess that's a, a kind of fidgeting. Do you have anything, any fidgets her. that you do or that you're aware of? Um, Probably, but none that... You're usually not aware of it if it's something you're doing yeah. reflexively. Yeah. Yours, I mean, are, I, yours are deliberate, though. Like, you'll work on your golf swing. You'll work on drumming yes. or whatever. Like, you... I, I think your movements come out in things that you are trying to repeat um, that you've done already. Well, when I was training in Krav Maga, you guys know I would walk around here all the time. Krabbing up and down the Krabbing all over the damn place. Punching your refrigerator. Oh, I twirl my dance. pubic hair, which is always an issue. You twirl your pubes? I think a lot of people wow. don't like to see that. Uh, researchers are hoping to find out whether mirror neurons... Uh, might be at play for individuals who suffer with mesokinesia. <laughs> uh, lead study author uh, Sumit Jaswal explains these neurons help us understand other people and the intention behind their movements. They are linked to empathy. I'll tell you what. So, like, I always think, like, kids fidget a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, let me see. Parents get used to it because that's what they're doing. Young kids have all that energy. Yeah. So, but as you get older, I think if you were to be fidgeting the way a kid fidgets, right, you probably wouldn't get invited to a lot of parties. So here's a. Uh, uh, it continues on the statement says a reason that people fidget is because they're anxious or nervous. So when individuals who suffer from uh, misokinesia see that. They may mirror it and feel anxious or nervous as uh. well. So you seeing someone being nervous and fidgeting makes you feel nervous, yeah, because they're nervous. You know what I mean? I can see that. So, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't drive me crazy, but it. I can. I. I. If, if there's somebody who's doing it a lot, I, I might prefer to not be around that person. Yeah. You know, look for yeah. an excuse to leave. Okay. Or kill them. <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody, if any of us had these issues or not. But uh, by the way, these are these are things I've noticed. Oh, uh, oh, I'm uh, sorry, I didn't wow. I didn't realize that I noticed that until just now. Right out of his ass. Yes. If he wouldn't figure it out eventually, the noticer. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> I pulled it right out of my ass. <laughs> uh, all right. I did notice this that uh, voices can carry. No, not to name a Till Tuesday song, but voices carry. <laughs> Who's that singer? Uh, Amy Mann. Amy Mann. Yeah. Amy Mann. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, I, thanks, Casey. The first time I heard that song, I thought that she was saying, "This is scary." This is scary. <laughs> no, it's voice I'm is scary. <laughs> voices can't. Voices scary. Voice is scary. Voice is scary. You guys ever notice that voice is scary? I'm a scary. By right the way. Now. Go back and watch that video sometime. Yeah. Uh, it's not a fun video. No, no. She has an abusive boyfriend. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't she with Sean Penn for a little bit? Uh, not, I, not, not that Sean Penn was an abusive. I thought they had a relationship mm, for a little bit. She might have been with her. Um, um, oh, Chris. Not Chris Penn, the singer. Um, Michael other, Penn. Michael, Michael Penn. Penn. I think Penn. they might yeah. have been in a Big relationship Penn. together. Big Penn. That's her husband. Is her husband Ball now. Point was the cousin. Uh, but the voices carry. In fact, there's a there's a moment in it that that they did for a short time in uh, videos in in the 80s uh, where there's like a um, a dramatic moment where they actually speak during, yes. during the song. Right, and the right. Like he's giving her a hard time, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a messed up. Video. Have you ever been in love? Dude, <laughs> Wait, no, that's the uh, Keanu Reeves. That was Keanu Reeves. Uh-huh. Paul Abdul, Paul Abdul, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You ever oh. been in love before? Hush. Rush. 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 Hush. Rush. Do you like Rush? (laughs) (laughs) What albums do you have? Like 2112? That's a good album. (laughs) Rush. Uh, Voice Men used to always have the breakdowns where, you know, the dude with the deep voice would talk. Yeah. Well, you know, Amy Mann will, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent notice her, but Amy Mann will always be uh, uh, a legend in my mind because she is... Uh, part of one of my favorite songs of all time, Time Stand Still. Mm-hmm. From Rush. From Rush. You like Rush. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reeve. It all ties together. Yeah. Uh, yes, she was one of the very, very few, maybe the only guest vocalist that Rush ever used. Speaking of Michael Page, do you think that song will end up in the A to Z? He had a hit, remember? No Myth is a, That's a great, great song. Great song, and no, I don't think it will. Which, by the way, I was listening to Blake yesterday, and I was in the car with my son, and we were in the J's, and we were trying to figure out the fun right. part of A to Z is, is what's going to be coming up next. Uh, and so I forgot what the last song was played, and I'm like, well, we're at the, it's coming up. Uh, 
I, I think Jump is probably going to be next from Van Halen. Then we heard Blake do the tease, and he said, we got a lot of jumps coming up. So I'm like, okay, yeah, nailed yep. that. Uh, but he also said, not only Van Halen, but he said, House of Pain. Yeah. We played oh. Jump Around. We did. I, heard, yeah. I was in the car yesterday. Why did we play Jump Around? I mean, I love that song. That's the Does MMR have a history with Jump Around? I guess, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, I, 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 I would think we only think play we songs it. that we really have a history with. By, by that, meaning that we played the song in a certain rotation. And I don't yeah. see that one being in MMR's hmm. rotation. Uh, I, I enjoyed hearing it in the car yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's it just a bit of a head scratcher, yeah. which is kind of fun. That's, that's why you love it so much. No, I think it had a crossover appeal to it. Yeah, you know? but, yeah. but because of Amy but, Mann. No, but like Y100, sure, uh-huh. we played that yeah. there. We mm-hmm. did some crossover songs. Uh, but MMR, I never knew as a station other than maybe the Beastie Boys or and a couple of maybe country slash mm. rock artists that would do that. But mm. I don't know. We played Everlast. Yeah, I know, so but that's different. I know, I know, but that's that's a little bit different than playing anyway. Do you like Everlast? Yeah, I was um, <laughs> curious about that. All right, so going back to this thing. How the hell did we get started on this? <laughs> oh, I said voices. And I voices said Gary. Yeah. And then we went into Amy Mann and then ended up with Keanu Reeves and that Paula Abdul video. I can't yeah. believe we don't have Till Tuesday in, uh, anywhere in our systems around here. Really? Yeah. Okay, so there you go, but there we have House of Pain. Yeah, yeah. go yeah. figure. That Whatever. makes no sense. Like Bill said, it's our list. Here, Here I am twirling my pubic hair. Oh, okay. Uh, can you see if No Myth is in the, the system? It's no. a great song. I doubt right. it's in there. All right. Let me just uh, from Michael Penn. Nope. No? Huh. Okay. All right. Huh. Any Michael Penn in there. You always want someone to dance with. That's how I like the, I like the percussive. There's a, a nice steady drum in that I really like. Uh, voices. Carrie. Yes. Uh, they can sound attractive, but what makes them sound attractive? Oh. So that depends on a few things. Including, I'm sure I don't know. Including the listener. University of California researchers found that vowel space area or articulation. Articulation. Was correlated highly with vocal attractiveness. I like to think that I have good articulation. Particularly, though, when female voices were being rated. Right. Okay. I I can see that. Uh, Listeners showed no preference for clarity when rating the attractiveness of male voices. So women have sexy voices and men don't is what this is. I'm very good at uh, articulating. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Miggy, you got to meticulate. You got to what? Meticulate. Meticulate? I can see exactly what they're talking about because a, a very precise pronunciation. Mm-hmm. There's a woman who does, um, <clears throat> and my voice is a little hoarse today for some reason. I don't know why, but um, she does those. That's AS- right, yes, <laughs> ASMR. Um, you see her ads pop up on Instagram, yeah, and uh, she she reads different things, and she's yeah. ASMR voices actually kind of bother me. You hear a lot of do lip, they? Yeah, I don't hear, like the whispering either. Yeah, you and hear I, the lip I've, smacking. I've and, got a I've got a wicked case of ASMR, but that one doesn't. That's not one of my triggers. So so soft voices reading to you doesn't help or doesn't no. work for you. What will kind of do it for me uh, in that regard is uh, ASMR, farts. which is not sexual. <laughs> um, is our very sharp S's that oh. some women may speak with. Mm. Uh, there was, uh, Rochelle was watching a... This movie is sick. It was a, uh, <laughs> a Lifetime movie. I am Matt Capra and this is my ASMR video. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the sickest movie the other night. It was so sick. 
I was sitting there having my celestial seasonings tea, <laughs> watching it. And then I had some succotash <laughs> just to top things off. And how was the movie? Stupendous and sick. <laughs> but uh, Rochelle was watching some Lifetime movie, and the, the main female character had these very sharp S's and like to the point where if you turn the volume down right like that's all I could hear just every now and then was like and was that grating to you or no it's nice it's kind of relaxing to me actually believe it or not so anyway why don't you draw yourself a bubble bath the study sick together the study co-author Daniel Sturr explains from a sexual attraction standpoint Mm. Males with traits that are slightly more masculine than average are typically preferred, which in this context would make males with less clear speech more attractive. So, Rocky, there you go, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Like, yeah. You find me sexy? Yeah, he's turning them on. Uh, so, yeah, it said it would make that males. Ain't you. Would make males with with less clear speech more attractive. That ain't you. I want to kiss you. <laughs> kiss, wait, come here. Kiss my turtles. Oh my God! What? Cuff and link. Kiss my turtles. It'll turn me on. Uh, at the same time, you see that little fake palm tree and that little thing you suck on that. <laughs> Ooh. In the, in the suck little, on the palm tree. That cuff and link set underneath. Exactly. Oh my God! You have very lonely and I haven't had sex since ever. You have a very particular kink there. I'm gonna kiss you. Okay. <laughs> Take your little beret off. What? Now, oh some yeah, people yeah. People might consider this an assault, but you know it's up at times. So That's right. Let it go. Adrian was wearing a beret. Uh, but anyhow, at the same time, constricted vowel space area and lower perceived clarity is associated with a range of speech motor disorders, suggesting a lack of clarity may also have indicated the presence of disease to our ancestors. We're what? sick. Yeah, apparently you're sick. You have a disease. Listen, Neanderthals, we're all sick. I don't get this <laughs> crap at all, man. Uh, I, I, I okay. sort of get where they're going. I, right. I, I do agree certain... Who do you think has a very sexy voice? Uh, feminine uh, actress? Anybody come to mind? Mm. So, Jessica Rabbit was done by... Um, oh, uh, I, I can think of one. Kathleen yeah. Turner. But, Kathleen Turner. Right. Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Has very right. sexy. She speaks a little slower right. when she talks, and obviously she has that accent. The Israeli accent. And it's uh, it's hot. Yeah. I, I, I find that sexy. And I've told you as well, as far as like accents and things like that go, for some reason, even though you can't understand a lot of what they say, a Scottish accent on a woman, sure. I find hot. Um, what and, about Mama June Shannon? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So sexy. So hot. Sick. Uh, what about you? Uh, any actresses? Oh, you picked a good one with Gal Gadot. Come yeah. to mind. Uh, I'm trying to think. Again, that ASMR woman has, I think, a sexy voice. Yeah. Um, there used to be many that would come to mind, and now, I no. There's, there's, there's Brenda nobody. Vicaro. Really, Brenda Vaccaro? Brenda Vaccaro was always like that. <gasps> <gasps> she dated Michael Douglas, though, for like 10 years. Do you like Jennifer Tilly or no? Uh, the, the sort of Cupid doll, sort of young. Yeah, yeah. That, that style. Yeah, that can grate on you. Does it? I like yeah. it. Yeah, to me, that's a good one, but uh, so, I think it's, it turns some people off. Here's a good litmus test from like the 70s, that. Nick. There was Audrey Landers and Judy Landers. Okay. The Landers sisters. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh. Judy Landers had a squeaky voice, and Audrey Landers had a more mature voice. You know who has a similar voice to uh, um, Jennifer Tilly? 
uh, is her name is Joey uh, Lawrence uh, Adams. Joey Lawrence Adams. Yeah, she yeah. has that type of voice, right? right? Yeah, uh, and I do find that really cute. Yeah. Okay. What about the, uh, oh crap? She was on Cheers. She was tall, and uh, she was Casey Kasem's wife in real oh, life. Oh yeah, yeah. She went bonkers. Did she? Yeah, she, she was the one that died. was keeping him his dead body in the. Yeah. Wasn't letting the, the kids see yeah. it. All right, but that stuff aside, what was her character's name? I forget. She was Loretta. 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 Oh, yeah. Cheers, yeah, Loretta. Yeah. Loretta. Mm. Um, but uh, she had sort of that high pitched uh, Jennifer Tilly style voice. Okay. Did she have good? Uh, Articulation? Uh, art- articulation? Articulation. Doesn't uh, Jason Biggs say articulate? <laughs> He's trying to spell out his SAT words. Oh, my God. Like, you know, articulate. Anna Nicole Smith would be a perfect example of that high-pitched uh, that little would, girl. That yeah. turned me off, though. But she was horrible. Really stupid. Unfortunately, stupid, stupid on yeah. top of it. Yeah, so I got you. A lot of lists are saying Scarlett Johansson. Is yeah. Yeah. For you guys? yeah. Yeah. A little rest. Absolutely. Like In yes. fact, she, she, there's a movie where she plays sort of like a, a Siri type computer assistant. That's a good call. Uh, yeah. And, and she's, yeah, her, and she's mm-hmm. really good. And, and, uh, is it Frances Pugh? Is that her name? Yes. Uh, from, uh, oh, Black Florence. Widow. No, yeah. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh, yeah. She's got a really cute yeah, not, voice, too. Not I mean, she's really cute as well, so. That's Frances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like E.G. Daly, speaking of us. E.G. Daly. Yeah. 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 All right, it, so I have another thing that, that uh, has to do with uh, vocals, uh, but it's laughter. Uh, and I did notice this over the weekend, too. Laughter apparently transcends all languages, and now scientists... <laughs> <laughs> they know that this spontaneous response is universal across some primate species as well. And the laughing patterns of human infants match those of great apes. Human adults primarily laugh while... Ex- Where is everyone from tonight? Glad to make the show. Oh, he's doing stand-up now. Uh, human adults primarily laugh while exhaling, whereas infants and great apes laugh during both inhalation and exhalation, studies uh, say. <laughs> so the, the, the great apes will actually engage in laughter? Apparently that is the case. Okay. That, that is... um. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah. Uh, but what, what, I'm sorry, Casey, just jumping in. What, what incites that laughter? Is it like mostly prank videos? The study <laughs> right. didn't go into this. It's children falling down, yeah. is usually what they like. So no. I'm not the only one. <laughs> God damn it, that was funny. Um, yeah, so they, it doesn't go into what makes them laugh, Steve. Okay. Right. This is ba- basically comparing infants and great apes and how they laugh. There's a comedian named Jimmy Carr. I don't know if you guys have yes, ever heard of him. Yes, very familiar. Uh, he is a, uh, he's an English comedian, and he exclusively laughs in instead of out. It's very, he's like a, oh, oh, oh. It's, I mean, it's really, really weird sounding, oh. but... <laughs> But you I have told to you guys it. the reason I, I I told you last week because I had this story is I had um, uh, I was uh, after reading this I wanted to to look at some funny laughs because laughing yes. makes you laugh uh, or it can and I went up and looked one of my favorite all time laughers uh, and that was Dom DeLuise uh, <laughs> so I, and I went and I just found some videos of him laughing like beside himself because he yeah. does the. <laughs> Right, yeah. I can't do it where it's a really high pitched squeaky noise. Right. When exhaling and it when someone laughs like that, it cracks <laughs> it's, me up. It's contagious. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh they uh infants and apes will laugh exhaling and inhaling. Adults 
uh, just exhale. So it says first adults inhale and then they produce the ha 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 sound in short bursts, starting loud and then fading away. <laughs> like this. This is the inhale laugh. <laughs> there you go. That's literally that's me. Yeah. Uh, yawning and laughing at the same time. <laughs> but the ape type is more difficult to describe, but there is an alternation of ha 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 which is a it's in and out. So what you might assume uh, uh, is uh, uh, aggression uh, 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 could actually be pleasant laughing. laughter. Yeah. And infant laughter isn't necessarily similar to that of all species of great apes, just those that are evolutionary closest to humans, such as chimpanzees <laughs> and uh, bonobos. Bonobos? Yeah, is that how you say yes, it? Yes, you're right. Or is it bonobos? No, I think it's bonobos. Bonobos. I think it's bonobos. Bonobos. <laughs> I think it's God. Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, so according to the study author, it seems to reflect that laughter is to some extent biologically deeply grounded. Huh. Uh, they originally discovered this phenomenon while attending a talk by renowned primatologist uh, Jan Van Hoof with Who's a friend. A when Van Hoof said that apes laugh during inhalation and exhalation, uh, the study author's friend showed a video of her baby laughing in the same manner to test whether infants like apes, they collected audio clips of humans ages 3 to 18 months old laughing and asked listeners to rate what percentage of the laugh was produced by inhaling versus exhaling. As a control, researchers also included five clips of adults laughing, blah, blah, blah. Goes wow. through all the details of <laughs> right. this. Uh, but two but they got some data. After two rounds, including at least 100 listeners each, the results were in, people could tell that infants laughed both while inhaling and exhaling, whereas adults mainly laughed by exhaling, and they have that in common with the great apes. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's I think that's interesting to to think of animals or to think of primates, gorillas laughing, of actually perceiving right. humor. Like, do they do like do they do a hot foot on each other? Something yeah, like that. I don't know. Shaving cream on right. the finger and then or, you scratch. Or, or, or dip the one gorilla's hand into the creek while it's yeah. sleeping. Yeah, it's good. Big. Who knows? He's gonna piss himself. Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Uh, so anyhow, all right. Um, what do we have here? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. We have a gorilla. Oh, okay. So it's, it's he's going in and out really, really fast, <laughs> like right. that. But with um, a little more guttural. Hang on. You hear it? A little bit, yeah. He's doing it super yeah. duper fast. Yeah. Sounds like a machine, actually. Yeah. Boy, he's really cracking up, isn't he? <laughs> thank you, thank you, folks. So glad you're enjoying the show. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, interesting. All right. Uh, I think I have time to notice one more thing. What is it going to be? One final thing for the noticer. Oh, yeah. Who came okay. at us from out of left field. Yeah, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, it's September. Yes, it is. Obviously. I noticed that, too. <laughs> Halloween is uh, a ways early. off, and already people are decorating, but... It's closer than Christmas, but experts say go ahead and put up your Christmas decorations if you feel like it. No. It will make you happier. I see this completely. It's a little bit too early. Mine will go up right after um, Thanksgiving. After the camp out for hunger. Yeah. So uh, after the camp out for hunger. Yes, yeah, so is the first week of November. No, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so I'm going to start. I'm going to start putting it up at that time to get a full run out of it because my mindset is if I'm going to go through all that work. You know, I flipped the switch Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but but I, starting setting it up. Yeah. 
I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I'm uh, okay, <laughs> but experts are saying it's okay to do that. Like, what I think, from, I think from a psychological, it's probably one of the gorillas they talk to for the last. <laughs> Research shows that uh, those who put up their Christmas decorations. Honestly, deck- on a psychological level, <laughs> you know, they they call me the the king of mirth in our particular gorilla. What we call is a gorilla a troop. pod troop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a troop. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, get it, if it makes you feel better, do it. Research Why shows your flag shows you that do you. Those who put up their Christmas decorations earlier are happier and more relaxed than those who wait. Yeah, listen, if it makes you happy, do it. It doesn't... If it's it not, makes... Yeah, I mean, if, honestly, just do it. Just, you're not hurting anybody. No, and, and I see what they're saying, especially with all of the additional stress factors over the past two years. Mm-hmm. If you could do something that helps. I actually... So, Preston, I simultaneously love it, and I get anxious around, because I want my Halloween display... Mm. You know, I love doing it. I, I love doing it for the neighborhood because people come by and seem to really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's the same thing, but I feel there's a weight on me to get it done. Casey, is there is there a time where your next-door neighbor, it would be too early for them to put up their Christmas tag? Would, would, you, would you, within reason, say that there is a time that's too early to do it? No. Really? So, June, if they set up their full Christmas display and lit it up at night every night, You'd I like okay. the way it looks, so okay. so yeah, I'm probably not uh, a good judge of this. I'm not a good judge of this. Okay. I like the way Christmas lights look. I think that so. would be a little extravagant. I think. Do you like to set up Christmas lights? I do now okay. because it, I, I've made it easier on myself. Uh, I just I bought a whole flashlight crap, crap load of flashlights, <laughs> and I'm good to go now. <laughs> Uh, no, you I just sit them on the lawn, pointed at the house. No, I bought those the, the bush lights, right? yeah. you know, the net the lights, and yeah. I both, just, uh, yeah, yeah, Jenna, George and, W. <laughs> um, oh, and, okay. and and so for me, it's good looking night. It's it's easier. So so the stress is is not there. This is Barbara Bush, and this is <laughs> Jenna Bush. <laughs> I just uh, think it slows. If it speeds up the year. Like, enjoy yeah. the holiday. So I got really mad seeing Halloween candy out two weeks ago. Like, it wasn't even Labor Day yet. Like, that's a good enjoy- point, Marissa. Maybe that's, I think you put the finger on it. Uh, that's something that I couldn't quite point out, that, that that might be it. It's like, hang on here. Let's mm-hmm. let's get more of the year out of this. Okay, I seriously. Here's man. my that thing tends to run contrary to that, though. Mm-hmm. I want this stuff out so that I can enjoy, enjoy it for longer because it takes so much time. To set up this, you know, like my Christmas display and my Halloween display, I want it, you know, I want to maximize it. Yeah, I really understand that, but I also associate with Christmas at the end of the year. Yeah. And so I see uh, Marissa's point. Right. uh, Being that, uh, okay, this is going too fast for me now. You know what I mean? I think it's silly to put out uh, (laughs) Halloween candy now because nobody's going to hang on to it. So you're just putting it out outside the door of the bar. (laughs) No, start selling it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> take some. Take one piece. Yeah, no, because you're going to eat it before Halloween. Oh, to buy it now would uh-huh. be ridiculous. <laughs> Silly. Yeah. Psychoanalyst Steve McEwen says that people who start Christmas decorating right after Halloween are driven by m- nostalgia. He said, in a world full of stress and anxiety, people yep. like to associate things that make them happy, and Christmas decorations evoke those strong feelings of childhood. Decorations are simply an anchor or pathway to those old childhood magical moments of excitement. I tell you why I'm, I'm also shifting our our Halloween decoration set up a little bit earlier because we go right into the camp out for hunger right after that. So and then we're also going to be going to get our honor, you know, uh, our, our award or induction into the 
uh, Radio, Hall, Radio Fame. Hall of Fame. So that's very cool, but that's going to eat up some time towards the end of it. So I'd like to have a little bit of time on the earlier side to enjoy it. Okay. So if you're an early Christmas decorator, uh, then this is uh, some ammo that you got there to tell people. <laughs> sure. Shut Knock up. it off. And you like it that way. All right, anyhow, that's all I have time to notice yeah. for now, folks. So we're going to wrap up this segment of the Noticer this morning. Um, and we are, we're going to take a break because we still have a bunch of stuff to get to. We have a number of guests that are going to be joining us on the program. we got to get to the Bizarre File first, so we'll do that return. Tell you about the guests and all that stuff when we get back. And more of the A to Z. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We still have to hear Nick's off-air. Uh, oh, crap. I totally forgot oh, to yeah. Gloria Gaynor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get to that later on. Something <laughs> happened with Gloria Gaynor. Uh, so, okay. Uh, we're not going to go straight to the Bizarre File. We're going to talk to no. uh, some guys first because uh, we're doing this really cool thing with Tattoos Day today. It's an opportunity to uh, give a free tattoo, a President Steve tattoo, to a veteran or first responder this morning. And also uh, some tickets to the 23rd Annual Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival. So three people are going to be joining us. I'm going to welcome, first of all, a guy who we're very familiar with, a longtime friend of the President Steve Show, and he's the owner and operator of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing yes. on South Street. Yeah. Uh, and he's the guy that organizes and promotes the Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, amongst many others. Mr. Troy Temple is here. Hey. Yo, Troy, how you doing, man? Awesome. Excellent. Thanks for joining us this morning. Now, along with Troy, also via Zoom, uh, we have two gentlemen that are involved in the Operation Tattooing Freedom Organization. Uh, we want to welcome the Outreach Director and Artist uh, Matt Davies, who is here. Woo! Morning, Matt. <clears throat> and we also want to welcome uh, the President of Operation, uh, Chris Jones, is here, too. Chris, how you doing, man? Morning. Thank you. Good morning, guys. Thanks for coming on, guys. So, Troy, let's start with you real quick. Uh, the... Uh, uh, the convention is coming up, the 23rd annual one at uh, the, um, of course, uh, Philadelphia Convention Center. The biggest one in the world. Will we write by saying that, Troy? Biggest one in the world. Love um, it. Yeah. And how many artists are you guys expecting this year? 
it's it's slightly down because of COVID. We reduced the size of the show by a little bit, not much. It's uh, instead of us instead of a thousand booths, we're at seven fifty. So <laughs> it's still a lot. We reduced it a little bit with COVID and you know organically. Right, uh, but we we still have about twelve hundred artists that are. Wow! So it's the it's the artists, but it's also like lifestyle. There's so much that's tangential to what you guys do that's there, uh, and I think people go and they just love it, even if they're not even specifically looking to get ink. It's just a cool vibe. Yeah, it's a it's a fun show. It's a really well rounded. There's art. There's you know fashion, jewelry vendors. There's sideshow entertainment. Yeah, really cool uh, live human suspension. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. You know, uh, Ari from uh, the first or the first uh, uh, Friday Thirteenth. Uh, Jason is doing autographs. So we got a lot of a lot of different stuff. A lot of Ink Master TV stars. Uh, there's, you know, just a lot of stuff to do there. It's uh, it's a really, really cool, well-rounded event. Nice. And uh, Chris and Matt are going to be there. I don't know which one of you guys would like to uh, speak uh, and explain uh, what Operation uh, Tattoo Freedom is doing. So, Chris or Matt, which which one of you would like to tell us a little bit about the organization? Yeah, so uh, Operation Tattooing Freedom, uh, we, what we do is we basically do uh, vet-to-vet tattoo sessions, meaning the artist is a veteran. And the person getting tattooed is a veteran. And uh, basically the, the science behind it uh, basically is um, when you're getting tattooed and your body's releasing those endorphins and you're talking with someone and you're having those deep conversations about things that we've went through or experienced uh, while we're in the military, it actually helps the body kind of calm a little bit uh, through those endorphins being released. And uh, you've really been able to kind of get get out what you want to say to somebody who will actually understand you. Cause a lot of times we get put with therapists who never served or you know, don't really understand us that well. And when you get together with another veteran, it's like we speak the same language. So um, it's really cool. And a lot of times those artists and those veterans become lifelong friends. Uh, and it, it's just a really neat, neat process and a different way to help our veterans. Uh, when we come back with those scars, you can't see that's wild because so you're basically saying that, that this is a unique experience that occurs between so you have two people have experienced similar things, but when that uh, tattooing process is taking place, there is a um, as you said the endorphins and and the the uh, the need to to talk or convey thoughts. Uh, you're talking to someone who can commiserate with what you've been through, and it makes it it sort of is unlike any other as you said therapy. It's unique in its own right, correct? Yes, um, and you know it's it's one, it's like it's cool because you know when you everybody wants to when you go get tattooed, everybody talks to their tattooers, right? You know, it's like tattooers, barbers, and bartenders. Yeah. We all <laughs> we all hear life stories without knowing anyone, and um, so it's really cool because with veterans, we can really dive in to things that maybe they don't want to talk to their families about because their families didn't experience those same things. Even if we didn't serve in the same areas, we all kind of get it. And so it just it gives someone like a very comfortable way to uh, to open up to someone who they can trust. And, uh, you know, Matt here was actually he got a session from one of our artists and that's how he became aware of us. And um, then he just really got hot on promoting us and things like that. And I was like, you know. Hey man, why don't you come on and, and help us out? And you know, he was already promoting us so much, like sharing and liking. And I mean, I don't even I tell him all the time, I don't know where he finds the time in the day to do all this stuff, but uh 
So that's how he kind of got involved with us because he got a session and became friends with Daniel Wright, the tattooer that tattooed him. And here he is today helping us out. So it could lead to something bigger than just getting a tattoo. It could lead to, to all kinds of opportunities. Um, now, we're giving, a, we're giving away a tattoo um, that you guys are going to do through this uh, today on our, our Tattoos Day um, uh, regular weekly uh, promotion that we do. But how about um, people who want to come down to the convention and maybe uh, set something up with Operation Tattooing Freedom? Or if they're not doing it at the convention, how do they reach out and, and set up a session with another veteran? Uh, hey, this is Matt. So what we do is we have our website, um, www.operationtattooingfreedom.org. When you go there and you scroll down to the bottom of the page, there is a veteran's application for people that, you know, they want to get a session in. After they put that in, what we do is we just do a verification. Hey, they are a legit veteran, and they do have some kind of mental health issue caused by when they were in the service. After that, we kind of figure out where they are and what artists are near them and see what kind of style tattoo they're looking to do. From there, we can kind of pair them up with an artist through email, have them set up what design they want to do, and kind of start the process of learning each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when they get to the session, they're more open to, as it's going on, going a little deeper into what happened and what caused the problems that they're dealing with. Mm. Uh, question, is this at, at cost to the veteran? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm not expecting anybody to just give away free tattoos because obviously an artist has to make a living, but how does that work? Yeah, it's it's at no cost to the veteran. No wow. cost to the veteran at all. Wow. No, it's at it's at no cost to the veteran. We do a lot of fundraising and things like that to raise the money so that if there is an artist that, you know, that you know needs to get a payment or that's part of their, you know, we we give it up to our artists. Our artists are able to either donate the tattoo if they would like, and then you know, being the five oh one three C we can give them like a a donation receipt basically saying that they donated so much money to Operation Tattooing Freedom for doing that tattoo for helping with their taxes later on in the year. That's great. Or some of some of our artists take like a discounted rate, and so we we do fundraising and things that pay for those sessions instead of the veteran paying for anything. The only thing the veteran has to do is get themselves to where that artist is located, or we can set it up sometimes where if an artist is traveling to a convention, let's say like here in Philly. If I had a session, I would find a shop that would let me guest spot there and come in before the shop opens and do that session with nobody else in the shop so that it's privacy between, you know, myself and the veteran. And it's just it's a real it's a more intimate setting. And it's just us two there having a conversation while getting it to that team. All right. Wow. I love yeah. that. Really, really cool service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. And you guys will be in Philly, though, this weekend while this is going on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Meg. We're going to be there all weekend, all Friday, all Saturday. And then Sunday, we are doing a, uh, a special event where we're doing donation-only tattoos. Every artist is going to have a, a flash sheet of designs that they're doing. And any veteran, firefighter, EMT, or police officer, you come up with some kind of proof to us, an ID or something. And whatever you can donate, you can pick a tattoo and get it done. Wow. Yeah, we don't care if the donation is a dollar. We just We, we just want to do a really cool thing to uh, to do something cool for our veterans and first responders. And all the flash sheets are going to be uh, American Pride-related, service-related, and first responder-related. All right, and Matt, all this information is available at operationtattooingfreedom.org? 
Yes, and any of our social media, I run the social media. If anybody has any questions, send a message and I'll answer it for them. Excellent. Well, that's great, guys. We appreciate it, and we're going to do this in conjunction with you for our Tattoos Day. And, uh, Troy, you you all set, man? You're coming down to the wire for this big thing. You got some last few details to get together, or are you ready to go? Uh, pretty much ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's never really done until Monday when we're loading it out, you know? Right, right. So, yeah. And uh, if, if people want to get tickets, what's the best way to do it? Uh, you can get tickets right on our website, villainarts.com. And, uh, yeah, you can buy tickets uh, in advance right there, save the line, or you can get them on site. But uh, advance is a little bit faster. You don't have to wait in line. Okay, awesome. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for much, uh, very much for your time. Continued success, and uh, we appreciate the assistance. And, Roy, good luck this weekend, all right? Thank you. Roy. Call him Roy. 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 She'll always be Roy to me. Thank you, guys. Roy. Have a good one, Roy. So if you're interested in uh, Tattoos Day this week, if you are a veteran or first responder, text word tattoo to 39333. We'll send you a link to fill out, and maybe you'll win. We'll see. Let's do the B5. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre only like 20, 25 minutes late with this, so sorry. Uh, brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth Meeting Recruiting for Alopecia Arita Clinical Trial. Uh, men and women, 18 to 65, with current episodes of scalp hair loss lasting six months can sign up at PlymouthMeetingDermatology.com. A viral video has shown the moment an alligator snatched a drone out of the air in the Florida Everglades and attempted to devour it. It's pretty cool. The TikTok footage posted earlier this week shows the drone hovering about a foot over the gator's head before the animal jumps up and captures it in its jaws. As the gator starts chomping down on the drone, white smoke is seen billowing out of the animal's mouth as it chews through the drone's battery. Uh, The person making uh, the video can be heard saying, oh my God, he's eating it. Uh, the video prompted criticism from some who noted that it is illegal to fly drones in Everglades National Park, but the user claimed the incident was filmed outside of the National Park. But nonetheless, he eats this drone out of the air. It's gators, man. They yeah. are I mean, they're intense. It's pretty damn close to the gator, though. Yeah, they, were, they shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, all right, here's kind of a follow-up story. This is messed up. A lawyer from a prominent legal family in South Carolina... Yeah. Was shot in the head on Saturday, mere months after his wife and son were shot and killed at their sprawling estate and a murder mystery that has roiled the Deep South. I've talked about this story before. Alex Murdaugh's lawyer uh, said that his client had been driving on a remote road to Charleston when his car was had malfunctioned. He stopped and later was shot in the head, though the circumstances of the attack and extent of his injuries are not yet known. He was rushed to a nearby hospital. Police have not named a suspect. Now... In a statement, uh, the Murdoch family said that it has, quote, suffered through more than any one family can ever imagine. We expect Alex to recover and ask your privacy while he recovers. Murdoch's 52-year-old wife, Maggie, and 22-year-old son, Paul, were found with fatal gunshot wounds at the family's 1,700-acre hunting estate in Colleton County on June 7th. The mother apparently shot with a rifle, and the son shot in the head with a shotgun. Jeez. Alex Murdoch told police that he was not at home at the time of the killings, and no suspects have been named. At the time of his death, Paul, the son, was charged with three felonies for allegedly killing a teenager named Mallory Beach on a boat in 2019. Authorities said Paul was intoxicated when he drove the boat into a bridge piling near Paris Island after an oyster roast. Her body was not found for a week. 
Uh, Paul Murdoch pleaded not guilty, and Beach's mother filed a wrongful death suit against the family. Surviving members of the family said Paul had received death threats over Beach's death in the months leading up to his own murder. And the patriarchs of the Murdoch family have wielded great legal power for more than a century. Multiple generations of men in the family served as solicitors for the 14th Judicial Court. Yeah, this circuit. Is and so deep. As one local man had previously said, they are the law around here. Yeah. So I'm thinking somebody like thought Cobra. that the kid was going to get away with murder, and yeah. so somebody killed him. And now I've read this morning that the gunshot wound to the head on the father is a superficial wound, and there's rumors he may have done, done it, it himself. to himself. Oh, yes. Uh, that just broke this morning. So who knows how this is going to play out. We will see about that. Here's a story out of Lake Tahoe. When neighborhoods throughout the Calder fire evacuation zones beginning to repopulate, there's a new concern about res- residents might find when they return home. Tahoe bear expert Tugi Selch Toogie. said when you come home and if you find that it looks like windows uh, open or doors open and something has, ac- has accessed into your house, do not rush in and definitely don't block that spot. He said it might be a wild animal. That has made ingress into your house because uh, that spot's the only way that they're going to know how to uh, uh, to get out of your house. Sorry, bro. You should have listened to Toogie. Uh, Tahoe <laughs> Police Chief uh, Dave Stevenson said 15 of the 17 calls they received for break-ins this week yeah. ended up being bear break-ins. Well, they're looking for food, right? Uh, yeah, and they're, they're running out of their yeah. own habitat because That's of the it. fire. Uh, so what am I going to do? He said they know when people aren't home, so they've taken advantage of that. We've definitely seen an uptick in bear break-ins to garages and some homes. Stevenson said anyone who encounters a bear upon returning home should scare it away, if able, to safely do so or to call the police department for help. They say the bear carjackings are on the uptick, too. <laughs> well, traffic is another concern. Aside from the urbanized bear population, uh, they expect to see more wildland bears coming into town Mm. as they are pushed out of their homes by the fire. Those bears aren't accustomed to the traffic and urban life. So when you're driving, you need to watch out for bears. (laughs) He said, as uh, Tukey said, as long as we do our part and be very careful driving in our neighborhoods and paying attention to everything around, I think both the humans and the wildlife in our community are going to be just fine. And we're going to wrap it up there. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you for now. Let us take a break. We're going to have Bill Engvall on the show. Yeah. Also, our buddy Jim Jackson of the Flyers will be joining us because you will get to vote on inductions into the Flyers Hall of Fame. We are going to reveal who those na- what names those are and who wow. you can vote for and how you can do it. And all that stuff is coming up shortly after 9 o'clock. We'll be back in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You Live. Good morning, everyone. It's Dennis with Academy of International Ballet. We have dance classes for all ages and all levels with two great locations in media and portion. Training stars of tomorrow and today. For more information and to register for classes, please visit AIBballet.com. AIBballet.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you, Preston and Steve. WMMR rocks. Next message. Are you looking for a new book to read? Do you want it to be short and easy for kids to read with a great lesson that applies to both kids and adults alike? Then look no further than Callie and her very boingy day. Written and illustrated by Charles Jackson, my dad, who also doesn't know that I'm doing this, the story revolves around Callie 
A catbird who finds out how much fun can be had if you just take that first step outside of your comfort zone. Callie is available exclusively on Amazon and e-readers everywhere. And keep an eye out for more adventures in the Callie the Catbird series. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. I'm going to do a couple of uh, butt plugs and shard outs, uh-huh. if you guys don't mind. Um... I'm going to start with this one, a shout out. It says, uh, hey, I wanted to see if you guys give a shout out or shout out to Edith Bob, a huge fan of the show and has followed you guys for many years. She has said that she had to stop drinking hot coffee in the car on a ride to work because she kept uh, on Edith recent. Oh, she kept on and then they forgot to finish their thoughts. Says, because she kept on, Edith recently retired the past summer. Keep on keeping on, Edith. After teaching over 25 years in the Camden Public School District, but after a few short months of retirement, decided to come back to the Philadelphia Public School District and is now assisting students at Duckery Elementary School uh, and having them get back up to speed after a remote school year due to COVID. Her passion for helping students and always putting others before herself provides a great example for her friends and family. Uh, good luck and on another school year. Uh, you guys rock, thanks. And that is from uh, Kevin Kinman or Kindman. So here's a shard uh, to Edith. And this one is a bit of a butt plug. It's uh, somebody uh, asking for some assistance. It says, uh, Hey, Preston, we listened to you for many years, and uh, you know Steve and everyone at the station are stand-up people. I'm writing because Upper Dublin needs help. Uh, Stewart Creek Farms is a community hit hard by Ida. 85% of the homes are uninhabitable. Pictures cannot explain the severity of the situation here. I walked to the high school last night and was crying, not for the school, which is horrible, but for the houses around it, the townhomes. Uh, I am talking about are one of the worst hit areas. If you could get the word out, there's a GoFundMe account set up to help the residents of Stewart Creek Farms, and I'd be so grateful. Uh, it's listed as Help Stewart Creek Farms Recover from the Tornado, and it was started by the company that oversees the HOA. Thank you uh, for any help you and MMR can do, and that is from uh, Sheila Hayden. So it's the Help Stewart Creek Farms Recover from the Tornado uh, group, if you'd like to help out with that. Yeah, and on the GoFundMe page, they have a, uh, an aerial shot. It's decimated. And then this one kind of ties into that. It says, hey, I'd like to uh, give a big shout out uh, that you have to everyone who helped after the devastating tornado went through Mullica Hill. My neighborhood was one all over the news, the one that was all over the news. Unfortunately, while my house is damaged, we can live there, uh, but many of our neighbors are not so lucky. We have an un- have had an unbelievable amount of support, food, clothes, diapers, hugs, and showers. Uh, this is amaz- an amazing community, and I'd like to send this shout-out to the Harrison Township Police Department, the local fire companies, all the emergency teams, as well as the local businesses, Blue Plate, Naples Pizza, uh, Marino's, and many others for supplying us with food, water, goodies, uh, for the kids, and so on. There's GoFundMe for our neighborhood. If you're able to share it on your community page, as it go towards those who lost their homes uh, to regain some stability, especially with school starting coming up this week. That's from uh, Diana Feldman in Mullica Hill, and she says, a.k.a. Tornado Alley. Yeah. Uh, so a shout out to everybody involved. And then, Nick, I'll give you uh, this, yeah, yeah. which has the link to that. Sorry about that. I'll get it. <laughs> um, and then one last thing. This is another butt plug. And um, normally when we do uh, charity events, it's usually an event that we hit. 
This is a campaign. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it a little plug here. But normally, we'd appreciate it if there's an event around yes, something that we can to promote. promote. Yeah. So, uh, but this is from Rebecca Horton. Uh, she is a healthcare worker. Talks in the email about how we've helped her get through the past year and a half and smile despite all the chaos happening around us. She said, I was... I'm reaching out because I volunteer with the Handicapped Scuba Diving Alliance, and we work with veterans and children with special needs, giving them an opportunity to get in the water and experience scuba diving. Uh, she said, "Below is a letter where we're sending out to regard that we're sending out to regard fundraiser campaign that we're currently running." And essentially, she goes on to say that um, uh, people who have some physical limitations. Uh, can move more freely in the water. They respond to it. It's amazing. And to do yeah. uh, scuba can uh, be like a um, yeah. It's it's a it's a whole new chapter that they haven't thought about. Yeah. And, and freedom of movement and also uh, other special needs, maybe their uh, mental disabilities and things like that. Um, so it's called the Handicapped Scuba Diving Alliance, and you can just search that or on Facebook. You can do H S D A N J, and there's an ongoing uh, campaign called Dive Twenty. Uh, where they've highlighted uh, 20 of their previous dive buddies that are veterans and kids that have special needs. So they're just looking for assistance. So I thought I'd throw that out there. All right. Uh, so there's your butt plug. <laughs> now, with all that, I want to hear about Marissa's weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently she had a, well, she had like a Tom Sawyer moment, you know, uh, out on a raft. Very romantic, sort yeah. of uh, very, you know, uh, nostalgic for a lot of people, I'm sure. And uh, since you're known for your maritime activities, <laughs> yes, you really yes. don't want to hear this. Oh, All I'm those sorry, years of uh, sailing lessons at Camp Taqua <laughs> twenty years ago. No, what happened? Um, so uh, a couple of friends of mine had you know purchased their dream house this year, and they're nice enough to invite us down a few weekends so we could be at the shore. And they are on the canal in Ventnor. You can kind of see Atlantic City from far nice. away. And yeah, um, all summer long we've been. You know, paddle boarding and floating, doing all the shore things. We kept saying to ourselves, like, I bet you we could paddle board and maybe tow this float to the Wonder Bar, which is in Atlantic City. All right. Okay. And this is, is a place where everyone sort of shows up and floats around? Uh, No, it's a place that you drive your boat or oh, your yeah, yeah, jet yeah. ski. So you have to take the canal out to the ocean? Yes. Or do you, or do you go to a bay? Uh, I think it's before, like, the actual... <laughs> Ocean, okay, like there's right. a couple of bridges that you're hitting. Like it's still so no you, wake zone. Okay. You had this plan meticulously. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been thinking about it, right? Uh, so, let me ask you. Let me ask you about the thinking about a thing. Mm-hmm. Was this like decided the night before? Okay, tomorrow we're going to do this, or were you guys all just kind of hanging around and going? I'll bet we could paddleboard over there and <laughs> tow this giant raft while we're paddleboarding. It's a little bit of both because there's been a couple of times where, you know, we get up, we're, we're out hanging out, and I have coffee, and we're like, you know what, today's the day we go. And then we start paddling, and we make it about halfway, and we're like, nah, you know, it's a little windy. Let's just turn around. We'll do right. it next time. We'll do it next time. Okay. So it's a lot of, like, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. Um, it's 1.2 miles away from where the house is to the Wonder Bar. Uh, Doesn't sound that far, does it? Yeah, right? didn't seem that far. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday we thought was the day. We decided. And I apologize to my parents because I was supposed to go to Ocean City and see them. Um, but this is what happened instead. So we get two people on paddle boards. They each have an oar. And then we tie off. Um, no, we decide not to tie off because we thought that was a bad idea. So we just kind of were holding ropes and holding on to the paddle boards. Long story short, we made it about... 
mm, a quarter of the way. I mean, our friend stayed back and she was on the deck and took a little video. You can see it on my Instagram page. By the way, it looks calm. It was calm. Can can I describe something, by the way? This raft um, is very large. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have... It looks like four people on it, or is that three? I can't tell. Um, there's no, four people four. on the raft, yeah. And and it's uh, it's got sections for people to sit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of larger. It's actually got um, you know, backs that you can uh, you can that recline on and stuff like that. So it's a very large inflatable raft. Yeah, I think it's intended for like ten people. Okay, that's how many cup holders it has. So <laughs> it's meant for just you know hanging out in the bay. It's not meant to be dragged a mile through open water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when we also made this plan, our plan was just to have like little small rafts that we were each on, not this big massive raft. Yeah, this is huge. And so as you can see with my photographic journey, people started falling off of paddle boards. Um, when the paddlers got tired, we thought we'll give us the oars and you guys can go in the back and we'll tow the paddle boards <clears throat> so we're trying to like canoe the raft right we made it about halfway and then boats start swinging by and asking like you guys you guys okay like did you, did <laughs> well, you float away did something happen did you make it halfway or a quarter of the way you said a quarter and then it became a half uh, let's let's go with half. Steve. All right, let's half go with third. Half. A, third a third of the way. That, right. better. that feels yeah. better. Yeah. Um, and then finally, one boat was like, "Hey, you guys look like you're having a party. Like, can we jump on?" And we were like, "Yes, please. Like, do you want to tow us?" They went a little bit ways and then actually came back and were like, "You guys look like you're struggling. We are going to tow you." Oh my! Oh. So this boat stopped. <laughs> And started towing us. But, of course, like, the the ropes everybody has only, you know, are a couple feet long. So we're trying to stay away from the motor of this yes. boat. Right, which will slice up your inflatable <laughs> raft. Thank goodness, you know, th- there was enough current where they didn't really have to hit the motor at all. And we just kind of cruised along. Um, but at one point, th- the the driver did hit the motor a little bit. And the person that was holding onto the, ra- the raft uh, fell off okay. and got pulled off. So initially you were going at idling speed. Yes. Okay. Wait, are they, draw- are they towing you to the Wonder Bar or are they towing you home? To the Wonder Bar, Casey. Okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I mean, we were what a third of the way, half of the way there. Right. So we you're a third to of the way there. You're the almost a, a quarter of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our journey with the the boaters. Thank you to those people. In fact, uh, the girl already found me on Instagram, and she was like, "Oh my God, that was us that well, told you second. guys." So you, you get there, but and what was the intention about getting back? Yeah. Once you found that it was impossible. To row your way you over there. You don't think about those you things. You don't think about those things. things yeah. When you just kind of have a right. today's the day plan. We'll figure it out when we get <laughs> there. We'll get there and figure it out when we get there, yeah. right? So we got most of the way with the boat, and then we parted ways, and then a very nice uh, couple on a jet ski. Wait, stop. You got most of the way with the boat? They left you guys? They left us. Why? Because a jet ski couple had kind of swung up and was like, what's going on here? Do you guys need help? And as they started towing us, the boats were like, all right, uh, we did our part. Bye, guys. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't don't understand. Hang on. You're already getting help from a boat. Yes. Why would a jet skier pull up and go, do you need more help? I mean... Preston, this party was pretty badass, apparently, because everybody was stopping and wanting to join it. Okay. That's all I got. They, okay. I mean, these people on the jet ski were definitely having a good time themselves. They were having uh, a, a day out on the water, um, and they kind of wanted to be part of our, our party. Well, to understand this raft, the raft configuration is, is, is this big, cool thing, as you said, Preston, where people are... Lounging and it's got built-in cup holders, so it's this, this big monstrosity yeah. that you probably wouldn't see floating out 
this far off. Yeah, you definitely see them in like Avalon and Seattle right, areas. But you would not see it where yes. you guys are. No. So not. people are coming over wondering what the F is going on. Yeah, and I mean, we were partying on the float, so, you know, it looked like there was fun. And, Did and- have anything to do with the boobs of the girl that you were with? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at pictures. Probably. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm jealous of those. Um, um, so, yeah, so uh, the, the very nice jet ski couple came over and they started tying off to us, and, and that's when the boat was like, all right, they just kind of ghosted us. So they just did, left. No, so the, the boat leaves you, <laughs> yeah. the jet ski takes you all the way there finally? Did you make it there? They did. They were probably looking at their watch going, Jesus, is it idling speed? Do you know how oh. long it's uh-huh. going to take for us to get there? Are you kidding me? It took an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were literally, our my friend had... Uh, to travel one mile. His Apple Watch going, and Dude. it was we were going less than one mile per hour. I can swim there in a half an hour. <laughs> like, I swear to God, I did two mile-long yeah, swims this could. summer. Yeah. In the open water, and it took me about a half hour. So. All right, so so you guys get to your your jet skiers tow you into Wonder Bar. Yes, and then they tie up because they were headed to Wonder Bar too. So they tied up to us. We all hang out at the Wonder Bar. Thank goodness we had uh, the friend that stayed back because she drove a car over, knowing that it was probably going to be a disaster. But uh, two of the fellas decided that they wanted to tie it back and beat the time. So they made it in less than an hour. Wait, I don't know what you mean. They wanted to tie it back and because say that we did again. have to take the paddle boards back, we couldn't really get those in the car. So they uh, tied off the empty raft without any people in it, and then they paddle boarded back. back with the empty raft. Yes. Okay, all right. So you did make it. I got it. We made it. All right. Okay. So some but of it was you guys, a disaster. some of you guys got in the car, and then two other people took the the paddle boards back. Yes. Okay. Okay, and they towed the raft yes. behind them because it was empty. They didn't have to drag all that extra weight. Yes. Okay. Magical. <laughs> you said you got rescued. I thought something oh. more intense happened. So <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, you said, <laughs> Sorry, it was not that exciting. You said like, we got rescued. I was <laughs> like, okay, you, you were getting, you, don't tell us the rest yeah, of this. Yeah, you were you were getting help right and left. Well, you were we, you were having to, to tell people to go to to leave you alone. You had so much help. <laughs> Probably... I thought she was out there. I thought there was going to be like cannibalism, and you know, <laughs> you know how are we going to make, how are we going to get water, and and what do we, you know, <sighs> medical supplies, and no, they were just they were just drunk being told like uh... we avoided the Lord of the Flies situation. But right. if we did not get rescued by this boat and this jet ski, uh, we would probably still be floating there today. Right. When it comes to that uh, that waterway, how far north and south can you go? Because like you'll you know you can tool up and down, and there are a lot of bars and restaurants where you can just pull up in a boat or jet ski or whatever and and hang out. So. I know you can start in AC, and I think you can make it all the way down to Cape May, but I don't know if it goes further north or south. Have you, have you guys I don't know. ever done it? No. It's fun. It's, you know, a different um, pace than uh, than the ocean because you don't have to worry about the choppiness of the waves and whatever. So I, I think it's, like, a, just a lot more leisurely. I just don't know how far they go. How crowded was it down there this weekend? It was pretty crowded. Pretty crowded? Yeah. Every, so I hear right now, is now the time that we're in the... Best time to go down? Yeah, I know that post Labor Day. Yeah, I could because uh, I, we had we had Friday off, and I went down Thursday right. night, and and Friday was and Thursday and Friday were empty because kids are back at school. So the during the week uh, trips down there have ceased with, with families, right? But weekends are still going to happen for a little bit, I guess, but not to the level like this past weekend. It was it seemed pretty busy to so me. When does think when do things shut down? Talk um, to him. yeah, usually after October. All right. Yeah, like Irish weekend, right? Whenever that is, or is that is that's that... coming up soon? Okay. Irish weekend's usually late September. Okay, so uh, Steve, I have a friend, um, and he has uh, some older kids that are in college now, and he and his wife are doing their summer vacation this week because, uh, and they're going out west. They're doing some of the national parks out west because they're empty, 
and it's like the perfect time of year to get out there. And you're don't not go t- hiking. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, finding mean, dead people all the time. Right. Yeah. But but as far as crowds go, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Far fewer people. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of dead people. Yeah. yeah. Some hikers. Yeah, I, I like. It's been a weird summer for all that. Yeah, but as far as those um, intercoastal waterways, yes, like, yeah. I mean, I would love to try to because I think they all connect basically, essentially. From, yeah, some people navigate are from get the... uh, Atlantic City all the way down to Cape May yeah, into the Florida. Delaware Bay. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. so you can take it down to Florida. No, there were some at some yeah. points during that where you were out in the oh, open sea. Okay, you're, you're not always in a canal of sorts. My uh, my wife's friend Alan, he is a uh, or had a wave runner, and you know, you talk about. Thought like a, it felt like a good idea at the time. He was part of this wave running club that went from New Jersey to Florida on the wave runners in the inner. inner I remember Florida. you telling me about that. That's crazy. Wave yeah. runner? Uh-huh. How long did of a journey? I mean, was it, it? days, days, okay. if not weeks. Uh, but um, it, it's really wave runners are fun, and I have fun on wave runners half hour at a time. Right? <laughs> like after a half hour, like I'm I'm pretty That's good. I, I'm good. Yeah. Like because. Steve, you ever been on a wave runner? Oh yeah, many times. All right, so you have to I love hold, them. You have to hold on really tight. Yeah, I mean, you, fall. <laughs> but it's not like a um, like a, a motorcycle or a no. moped or a scooter. No. Where I mean, obviously, you have to hold on to the handlebars, but it's not the same because you know the roads aren't choppy like waves are. So I couldn't imagine how he felt even an hour, two hours into this journey that he took all the way down the Much less several days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hang on a second. Pat wants to comment on the intercoastal waterways. Hi, Pat. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, my man? First of all, I got to say, Marissa, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you did. I know those waterways like the back of my hand. Oh, jeez. You crossed the uh, Ocean City Inlet with that raft. No, no, no. He was in, she was in um, Ventnor. Ventnor. In Ventnor. Oh, Inventor, okay. Yeah, yeah. But you, she started at Niagara. <laughs> when you say that it's 1.2 miles, that canal zigzags unbelievably. That That's the most horrible waterway to travel with a boat because it zigzags left and right. That, that wasn't 1.2 miles. Well, the good it thing... Might be one point two miles as the birds fly. Right. Yeah, it's a different story when they're when it's winding and twisting all over the place. You're right. The good thing, Pat, yeah, we were but, going so slow that we had plenty of time to avoid the houses and the walls. Yeah. But when Nick asked the question, "How far can you go, Atlantic City to Cape May?" You can actually go from Maine all the way to Florida on the ICW, the Intercoastal Waterway. Am I am I wow. correct in saying though, Pat, that there there are portions obviously where you're out on the open ocean? Uh, yeah. Um, yes, there are portions in the open ocean and large waterways like the Chesapeake Bay that you have to cross and the Delaware Bay as well. Right. But, but a lot those of- aren't considered open ocean. I've got another texter says it's intercoastal, meaning no can quote unquote open ocean if you don't want to. Now you might have to go way out of your way. Yeah. yeah. But you can according to this text. Stay stay within okay. Mm-hmm. Which would be pretty wild. Interesting. Well let's let's put it this way. The Cape May Canal where the Cape May Ferry is, mm-hmm. that would be the end of the ICW in New Jersey. But you'd still have to cross the Delaware Bay right. uh, yeah. to get to the other side of the ICW. Actually you would have to come north, way north to the um the C&D Canal, and then you would continue down 
the Chesapeake and then pick up the canal again. So you're talking about some big open. Water. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, right. you know, okay. what's bad? not something you would do on a paddleboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. I mean, that, that trip you took, I avoid with the boat. <laughs> All right, man. Well, Thanks, next time, brother. come by and say hi, Pat. Yeah. One of these days, I would love to, and I don't have a boat, so if anybody wants to take me on their boat, I want to go down the <laughs> Delaware River uh, into the Delaware Bay and, and up yeah. through. I would like to try that. I'd like to do that, too. I know it would take hours, but. That'd be a cool. Why don't you borrow Marissa's raft? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. You can do that. Oh, it's got a hole in it now. We can't do that. Oh, man. Case, I have a friend who's a Buffett fan who does have a boat, and he wanted to go uh, from Cape May up the Delaware River when they used to be able to, I don't know, maybe you still can, but dock. Uh, outside of the right. um, Tweeter Center, whatever the hell. What's yeah. the the BBC BBC Pavilion. BBC. BBC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, the Blockbuster Entertainment Center. Uh, and uh, but anyway, go uh, you know go tailgate, boat gate, and uh, for, right. for a Buffett show. Oh my God, it is the Tweeter Center. We've come back in time. Right. A lot of people are saying now that you do have to go out into the ocean a little bit. So I don't. Who know. knows? Ah oh, hell, hey, just go try it. Why yeah. not? Yeah, right. All right, listen. I want to take a break. We got uh, guests coming up when we return. Bill Engvall is going to be joining us. Talk about a new show he has. And our buddy Jim Jackson on. Talk about flyers and Hall of Fame and all that good stuff. We'll be back in a moment. So stay with us. WMMR. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop, like t-shirts, hoodies, and tank tops. With designs from retro MMR logos to the latest from the Preston and Steve Show branded hats and tops. For guys and gals, plus coffee mugs and much more. All with the MMR attitude you expect. Search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. All right, we're fresh back from a long holiday weekend. I know that, uh, listen, I I, um, I lived it up. I, You know, I had nice roast pork sandwiches, roast beef sandwiches, and pizza, and all that sort of stuff, and, and that's all well and good. But I feel definitely, like, bloated. And, you know, when you feel that way, you can, um, you know, cleanse yourself with a juice cleanse. And you can do it with Squeeze.com. Yeah, we came off a big barbecue weekend. And there's more of that coming up with tailgating and football happening soon. So imagine your Sunday. You have fun. And then Monday morning, you get back on track by having a Squeeze.com juice cleanse ready to go in your refrigerator. Well, if you want to do that or if you just want to go into the weekend, you Mm -hmm. know, feeling good and cleanse yourself going into it. Listen, you can do it however you want to do it. You go to Squeeze.com, and if you wanted to start the cleanse tomorrow, you could because they offer same-day delivery. Order your juices by 1. They're delivered to you by 9 o'clock at Squeeze.com. It's really, really easy. You go to the website, and you can cater your juice cleanse to however you want it. Fruit, uh, vegetable, spice, no spice. Do it however you want at Squeeze.com. If you do business in Montgomery County, we should talk. T-Mobile for Business is helping small businesses. Our spotlights the best rock with Jackson's Local Shops. That's right, and this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the MM Barbecue. Foxtrot and the Get Down, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. 
Uh, Bill Engvall is retiring from stand-up comedy. That's what I hear. That's terrible. I'm not. I'm not thrilled about that. But listen, it's he's hey, he's a human. He's got to do. His man's got to live his life. Got to live his life. But he plans to do other things. Oh, and that's good. His retirement. It's just from stand-up. So he's, yes. he's still going to be working. In fact, he's still going to be a surgeon. He's going. Well, I don't know. We oh. can ask him about that. But he's still on uh, to talk about uh, some of the things he's participating in. One of them being he'll be the host of Blue Collar Auction, <laughs> which is on Peacock Circle. Yeah. Uh, Fridays at 8 p.m. We're going to find out more about it. Please welcome the one and only Mr. Bill Angbold. Yeah. Good morning, Bill. Hey, guys. How are you? We're, we're doing good. I'd like to first congratulate you on uh, your retirement. That's, uh, uh, I'm sure, a decision you didn't come upon lightly, though, right? No. I, actually, it was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. Uh, but it's, it's the right one. It's, uh, you know, when I started in this business... 40 some odd years ago, you know, I knew at some point there'd be an ending and, uh, it, it just came time, you know, it's, it's the shows are still great and all that. Uh, it's just, I, I want to start spending time with, with my wife and my granddaughter and, yeah. uh, and, and it kind of enjoying life. You know, it, it, it the, I don't think that people uh, understand a lot that they go, Hey, you're up on stage. You're telling jokes, making people laugh, which is right. But there's then there's twenty two and a half hours that you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the travel and the hotels and, and the writing, all of that, writing yeah. the material, yeah. getting the act yeah. down, all that stuff. Yeah, I knew it was time when I was remembering front desk clerks by their first name. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much. Yeah. But yeah, but honestly, if you were so like you could do it like uh, the way rock bands do, like Kiss or Motley Crue, you you uh, your farewell tour. And then you come out sporadically after that if you still want to do stand-up. Yeah, well, listen, there's always that option. Uh, my guess, I'll tell you what was interesting about this was that uh, COVID really was the, uh, I realized I'm going to be okay without it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, because I, I didn't perform for over a year. And and the other thing is I wanted to go out on my terms, you know, like uh, yeah. stand-up-wise, like, you know, like I said, the shows are still great. And people are coming out, and I didn't ever want it to get to that point where you know, like and we've all been to a show where you saw the artist just kind of walk through it. And I thought I don't ever want to be that person. I want to go out. People go, that was a great show. We saw him. It was amazing. And thank you. Good night. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, that's the way sense. to do it. Well, you have the uh, blue collar auction. On, on Peacock's yeah. Circle TV. So explain what this is about. I, I'm already sold on it, but tell us what it's about. Well, it's kind of a... Uh, it's, it, I guess the best way to describe it is it's, it's American Pickers meets Barrett Jackson. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, you know, we don't have a guy going... Hey, blah, 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 you know, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, we just... People bring us stuff, and we have a, a video board. It's got bidders from all, <clears throat> all over the country. Uh, and we talk to the seller, and while we're talking to them, they they can bid on it. Uh, and we've sold everything from uh, Lorenzo Lamas's Harley from Renegade. Uh, yeah, from Renegade. I, ha- I had the Renegade there on the show. <laughs> uh, we had we, but then you know, there's 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 cars, there's trucks, there's uh, there was a Honda fifty. But then also we also have stuff like. The dress that uh, Mae West wore in one of her movies, and there's the collectibles, and there's antiques and stuff. And the cool thing is, we don't set the price. You know, it's like you know, like uh, they they uh, Bear Jackson, they go or whatever. The, these often they go, we gotta get we gotta get forty five thousand dollars. 
whatever the seller what the seller tells us what they want to get and we go all right mm. and we let and then we turn it over to the bidders and if they like it they'll pay for it if not they don't so let me <laughs> so so let me ask you so this is is this this is recorded, I assume, right? It's not live. I mean, you're you're, you're right. Uh, well, yeah. The, the, these uh, the first one we did was recorded. Okay. The, uh, the um the the goal is to be live. Yeah, which would be awesome. Wow. That would be great. Would be so right. awesome. Are, are you, Bill? Are you doing this in a in a fairly large audience of bidders, or how many people are there to? Uh... Um, generally, uh, like for the first one, you know, there was probably twelve people. You know what they do is they put out like you know, a casting call kind of thing, right? Uh, to to get the show done, you know, so we'd have something to show people. Uh, but no, it, the the goal would be uh, like to do this live at like a like a theater somewhere, you know, that you know that people and, and the bidders are in the audience. So th- this uh, this makes sense to me because you mentioned Barrett Jackson, but then there's also like the Antiques Roadshow and Pawn Stars and all of this stuff where people have these things. And, right. uh, yeah, I, I see one of the things listed is a uh, guitar signed by ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons. Um, so so it, runs the, it runs the gamut from vehicles to just straight-up memorabilia, correct? Yeah, this is literally, you know, this, this show really is uh, the fact that one man's trash is another man's treasure. You yeah. know, it's like some, some guy, uh, they, a guy sold a G, we sold an uh, auction off a GTO that was just badass. I mean, I'd have bet on this thing. <laughs> Uh, and then, but then, like the next item was a 1950 Shasta camper <laughs> that was in like primo condition. Wow! Yeah. So, and the the thing I love about the show, guys, is that you don't got to be a millionaire to bid on this stuff. You know, it's like we've said stuff sell for two hundred dollars. You know, some somebody thought they get more than you know, and it's uh, so it's a little something for everybody. And then plus, I get a meet. I get a my job is to be to talk to the seller you know and we funny stuff comes out of that and like how'd you end up with this thing and why are you getting rid of it like one guy was getting rid of a we uh i'll tell you one of the cool things was the soundboard that was at the whiskey a go-go for like oh, 30 wow. Years. wow wow that's yeah impressive. you think about the artists <laughs> that they use that 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 soundboard um, Bill, I've, uh, being in the business that I'm in, I've hosted tons of, of, uh, auctions and uh, charity events, golf outings and, and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. And I have found a little bit of booze going into that audience <laughs> can work oh, wonders yeah. for those numbers to go up. Oh yeah. Especially charity, charity things. But the first thing is make sure you got an open bar. Yeah. <laughs> it simply helps. Have you ever been in a, in a bidding war at, at an event before you ever, you know, yeah, I want uh, that. I will say, can I tell you my, this is my favorite bidding story. Uh, so my wife, Gail and I were hosting an event in Midland, Texas for the, the Midland children's rehab center. Uh, and, uh, so we had this big gala auction. They want to auction off. There's a black Labrador retriever puppy. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, this show, I, they said, when should we put this? I said, put it late in the show. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get people, uh, get them looped up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it comes time for this auction for this puppy. Oh, Bill. Hey, they hunt. I Bill, think, are you there? I think we lost him. They cut him off. It's not even uh, past our... Two, somebody oh. said 2,000. Hey, Dude, Bill, Bill, we lost I, you at the beginning of that story. Um, oh, are, are you, am I back? Yeah, yeah you're, you're back. back. Yeah, yeah. So late in, late in the, the, the event, you get them looped so up, late, and they bring out the dog. The, 
late in the event, they, they, they bring up the puppy. Nobody's bidding on it. To make it long story short, I said, I'll start the bidding at $1,500. Yeah. Well, then the bids kind of started coming in. We got up to like five grand, but I really thought we could get more for this. So I said, I'll tell you what, we're at five grand now. I'll give $6,000 of my own money for this puppy. Somebody beat me. Nobody did. I ended up buying a $6,000. It's a beautiful dog, though. You still have the dog? Uh, by the way, and the dog was too young to fly on an airplane, so I ended up giving it to my friend. Well, I gave away a $6,000 dog. <laughs> you got to be careful with those things. You got to make sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, that was that was that that was my that was a definite billing ball. Here's your side, Mom. Oh my gosh! So, uh, how many shows do you guys have in the can, and how many are you hoping to to get going? Uh, we got ten in the can, and uh, hopefully they will uh, they'll put in an order for a bunch more. Okay. So, so, who are your uh, who are your co-hosts? Uh, oh, really cool. Uh, one uh, we're named Allie, who's uh, British. Uh, she's a uh, has a show in Vegas, but she also deals in collectibles and stuff. Yeah. So she's kind of the antiques <clears throat> collectible person. Uh, when I go, I don't even know what this is. Uh, and then Mike, uh, it was an MMA fighter, motocross, uh, and now he builds uh, Baja trucks. So he's kind of our gearhead guy. Okay. And part of the thing that I like about some of these shows, like you'd mentioned American Pickers and also like Pawn Stars and so on, is the story behind the item. Gotta I, have I it. find it fascinating. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the best part uh, yeah. for me. And that's that's kind of what my job is is to find that you know, I, I get I get some background on it, but my job is to make it funny and make right. it interesting. And some are really cool. You know, like we had uh, Richard Rollins, the gas monkey was on, uh and uh, Kyle Petty. Oh, okay. uh, so what I'm hoping is that maybe, you know, like some celebrities will start saying, hey, you know what, I got some junk I want to get rid of and, you know, put them on TV. And yeah. Listen, if you can go live and, or, or to do something like that at some point, I, I mean, it, it sounds interesting enough as it is, but to be in the moment to throw it out to a lot more bidders, that would be pretty wild. Oh, yeah. I, I that, That's definitely the goal. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, when... Uh, and uh, it was funny. We, had, the producers, and I were talking about that while I was there shooting it. I said, you know, we were somebody like going to the Ryman Theater or wherever. Sure. You know, yeah, because I mean, that, that there's a, there's an energy if you've ever seen even like 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 state fairs and stuff like that. Well, you know, or whatever when they'll do that. Oh right. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I don't care what's being bid on when it gets down to the final thing, and you're you're having a real back and forth. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's you know that would be. That would be my ideal situation. Plus, nice. that was that, like you mentioned, you, you have a great point. That in. Oh, we're losing again. Yeah, we lost him again. All right, well, anyhow, the show is uh, Fridays, 8 p.m., and that is on uh, Peacock's Circle. So it's uh, House of Blue Collar Auction. With Bill Engvall, your host. Yeah, we lost. I like it. Anyway, um, so he's a good dude. He is a really good guy, and uh, and he's wrapping it up. He's wrapping up his business. So I think this will be a cool thing for him, especially if it takes off uh, leaving the stage and then going to this. Maybe he'll get to bid on on a uh, a new phone. That would be uh, great. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. All right. So we're moving right on to our next guest. Yay! And it's always a pleasure to have him on, and we are doing it via high technology wow, Zoom interface. 
And we usually have him on the phone. Boy, he, have we he, stepped it up a bit. He looks very good in the Zoom signal. He and does. I, my God. Is there Has stage, he had work done is on that stage make like that? I don't know what he's done. Uh, the Flyers are going to be inducting uh, someone into their Hall of Fame. You get to help out with that. Here to tell us about that. Please give it. Let's hear it. Case where's on the way. There we are. Yeah. Please welcome Mr. Jim Jackson. Hey. To JJ. Hey. How are you guys? Good, man. How you doing? No, I'm doing great. Doing great. Are you excited about this with the, the Flyers, the Hall of Fame? We haven't had a, an inductee since back in 2016, so it, it's about time. Yeah, I think so. And so there are uh, – explain what's going on with uh, with people being able to be a part of this. Yeah, really what we've done this year, the Flyers have uh, put together a couple of committees, one uh, to, to come up with the nominees, which has already been done. There are six of them we'll talk about here today. And then uh, there's a voting committee, and I'm lucky enough, honored to be part of that uh, we get to make uh, the choice, and uh, I want as much help as I can from people. So go to my Twitter, Jim J. Philly, and uh, help me out because th- this is a tough choice. Uh, you know, when I first found out I was doing this, I was elated, as I said, honored. So this is going to be fun. And now I sit here, and there's six candidates, and I think I should just a tie for tie for first. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all they're all that good. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's. We we are announcing the names, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe this morning everyone it's being announced, but I will announce the, the six right here if you want. Go Please. for it. Let's get them, J.J. Uh, Mark Recchi, Rick Tockett, Bob Kelly, Paul Holmgren, and Lou Nolan. Wow. Oh, and, and I was stepping on you when you said Simone Gagne was the first one. So Yeah, Simone Gagne is, the, is one. I mean, these are all, in fact, I would not be surprised if 10, 12 years from now, all six of these gentlemen are in. The Hall of Fame, but we get to choose one or maybe two if if it's really close and there are enough votes. Uh, they they could induct two this year, but uh, likely one, maybe two. Uh, but all six could be in the Hall of Fame at some point. They're worthy. I mean, as I look at their credentials, the decision gets tougher and tougher. Bob Kelly's not in the Flyers. Yeah, Hall yeah of Fame. that blows my mind. He's not. Wow. I mean, if, if the thing is, if you go by just on ice, and I just stack up the numbers of all these guys, I mean, okay, you can do that. Let's get into the analytics, whatever. But you have to talk about what they've done for the organization. Um, and, I mean, when you talk about Bob Kelly, not only as a player, part of the, the Stanley Cup teams, part of the streak team in 79-80, scored a cup-winning goal, uh, and obviously a big part of that persona of the Broad Street Bullies. But He's been with the organization now 30 years. He's been an ambassador, I think, for the last 18 or so. So he's been with the organization. I mean, there's hardly an event that happens these days with the Flyers that Bob Kelly isn't at. Uh, so he's a huge part of this organization. Paul Holmgren, great player. I mean, he's an underrated player, actually, when you look at the numbers and what he brought to the table. But obviously, he served this organization in so many roles, assistant coach, head coach, general manager. Yeah was in the scouting department, ran the scouting department. I mean, he's been involved with this organization in so many ways. And Lou Nolan obviously never played, but he's been with this organization since day one. So uh, wow. it's not day just one? stats and what they did on the ice, obviously. Day, day one. Lou has been there since he's been the only announcer for the... Uh... No, no. Well, he took over his PA okay. announcer in 72-73, but he was with the organization in other roles starting wow. pretty much from day yeah, one. Lou had announced the original Greek Olympics. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> no. JJ, I remember there was a, there was a power play. There was a game uh, a few years back where maybe his daughter was graduating from high school or something like that, and I think Matt Cord might have stepped in for him. But uh, when that when that happened, they uh, the Flyers made an announcement that it was the first game that he had missed in something like twenty five years, and over the course of his career, as far as Flyers home Flyers games go, he's missed I don't know a dozen. I mean, the, like the number it's that amazing. is so low, and so. 
you, you when you think about a voice other than yours and maybe Gene Hart's attached to the Flyers, uh, you think Lou Nolan automatically. Yeah, I mean, he's been there for so long and all the way back to the glory years to uh, Keith Jones, not the Keith Jones I work with, but Keith Jones, who's done some horse racing, has filled in for him once or twice or three times, maybe Matt as well. But, uh, I mean, I've been here for 28 years now myself, and I can't remember many times it wasn't Lou Nolan uh, announcing at the games. And, uh, you know, he's part of the event. He is part of the You go down there, you're used to his voice, similar to Dan Baker with the Phillies. Um, and and it's it's just that that's part of it. So uh, I mean, I would have no trouble voting for Lou. I would have no trouble voting for any of these six. To be honest with you, it's going to be a tough choice. But we have to rank them one through six, and then they put the point system together, and the Flyers will tally it all up and and announce uh, either one or maybe two inductees as we move along. And, and at some point this season, it will happen. But all worthy. But Lou is certainly, and and I know the fans have actually spoken on this they've suggested to the flyers that who no one be put into the hall of fame over the course of the last five or ten years so so there, there's a movement out there to get lou in and we'll, we'll see if it happens this year so you as one of the uh committee members you you have to rank them one to six on on a scale that's yeah, hard they're gonna do the point system you get mm. most points obviously for first and then on down the line and then uh-huh. the rest of the committee members will do the same and they'll tally them all up and if it's really close, if enough members get uh, enough votes, I don't know what that limit is. I don't know what that level is they have to get to. But if they get enough points, maybe maybe there's more than one inductee. Jim, any of these guys called you up, try to suck up to this a little bit? <laughs> well, that might start now. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I mean, Rick Tockett. I, I mean, if there is a, a player that is the Philadelphia flight, he was and is what they're all about, the, the style of play he had. I'll never forget, he came back for his second tour of duty, and he scored a goal. And I don't know if I've heard the Wells Fargo Center that loud. He scored a goal to win a game early on when he came back. And uh, and Simone Gagne had an 11-year run with this franchise, two stints. But he was 11 years. And you look where he is. He's up in the top 10 in points and scored some huge goals. Never forget the goal, of course. He scored in Boston to, to cap off the comeback in 2010. Uh, from three games down, none, and three nothing down in game seven. And Mark Recchi, all he's done is have the best season in terms of points that any Flyers ever had, 123 <laughs> points in one season. So, And he piled up the points and obviously won his cups elsewhere, but he, he did a lot of damage in two stints as a Flyer. So, I mean, all six of these these people are, are certainly worthy. Uh, so I will have no problem if my vote doesn't get it because I think any of these guys uh, deserve to be in the vote. Are you tempted to uh, go for a wild card Jim Jackson vote uh, to see about <laughs> right in? Yeah, you getting it? You've got to take care of these people who really deserve it. First no, no, this, yeah. there's so many good ones. I, I can see yeah. the predicament. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. I have to have my vote in pretty soon, actually, this week. And, and it's uh, – I, I – I, take anything i do seriously obviously but this is something that i've tried to look at ways to, to evaluate it the other thing is i'm friends with all these guys <laughs> not for long <laughs> yeah. so it's 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 uh it's really gonna be a difficult choice but yeah, as but... i said I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we're all getting together on probably some other form of communication uh in t- 10 or 12 years on the show we're talking about all six of these people being in the hall of fame yeah no i wouldn't doubt it it's it's pretty amazing. So uh, well, and one at least one definitely possibly two. Yeah. All right. I don't even know if there's a possibility mathematically if it could be three, but I know uh, at least one this year and potentially multiple 
uh, uh, guys go in, and uh, I, I could see that happening because uh, I could see a, a, a very split vote. To be honest with you, it's hard to come up with one, and to say that one is going to get my one vote and one's going to be six and like there's a big difference isn't really the case. Right. Like I said I could vote for any of these guys. So, JJ, I want to ask you about the current team. There were a couple of uh, contract uh, extensions and signings over the last few weeks, uh, Farabee and Couturier. And, hey, and... Great to see you, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's nice right. to see you as well. You feeling a little better? I am, yeah. I am. You know, he fell off a mountain. Well, JJ's been uh, enormously supportive and, and kind, reached out several times asking about my health and my, my head well, and everything. The next time you ask me to go hiking, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. So, yeah, yeah. so thank you for asking those things. I really do appreciate it. But um, I, I do want to ask your impressions about this team going into training camp and uh, Hockey, it seems like every year we come in with high expectations, and then last year uh, they they faltered quite a bit, and and I think that they probably didn't make it to where they should have last year. Um, this year, what are your impressions going into training camp and when the season's getting getting uh, underway? Well, and again, I've said this before. I'm on the record as saying last season was the most disappointing season for me in my time here. Um, not because it was the worst season they've had since I've been here, but because I had such great expectations, and so did the fans, and it just didn't happen. So Chuck Fletcher took action. Um, you know, there, there was some school of thought out there that because last year was so different because of COVID and all that, that maybe you wouldn't put too much stock in it and that he would sit tight, but he did not do that. He went out there, and he made some major changes to this team. And I had a bunch of boxes as we went into the offseason that I said, okay, let's see if we check these off. And he pretty much checked them all off. Uh, top pairing defenseman Ryan Ellis, defensive depth. He got Yandel, Ristolainen, that also physical presence. Ristolainen brings that. A shooting forward, Cam Atkinson brings that. I had to get a backup goal. He got Martin Jones. I mean, he, he basically checked off all the boxes for me. Uh, if they, they're lacking one thing, maybe the, the forward up front that, has that brings that physical mentality that that to keep your head up mentality maybe but you can add that as the season goes along so uh, i really like with this team what what he's done and then now we have to see how the chips fall chemistry is such a weird thing there's a lot of new pieces here we'll see if elaine Vigneault can mix it together and, and most importantly nick really the players who regressed last year some of the young guys have really got to step back into where they were two years ago. The Carter Hearts, the, the Travis Sanheims, the Travis Konechny's. These guys have got to get back to where they were just two years ago. Um, and, and, and this team will be really good. I mean, I, I said at the end of last year, it's easy to think right now this team's a long way away from contending. But they really, I didn't think, weren't. And now with these additions... As long as those other players get back to where they were, this team could be pretty dangerous uh, come next spring. When does uh, training camp and all that stuff get started? A couple weeks now, and uh, first preseason game is the 28th. So wow. it will be here before you know it. The yeah. season actually opens on the 15th, and they have a bunch of home games to start the year, so the people will be able to get a good early look at this club, and I can't wait. Awesome. Hey, Jim, on uh, on a different uh, a different uh, note here, does, are you still doing your, your broadcasting camps and, and classes and things like that? Absolutely, yeah. We had our camps during the summer. Now I'm back into the one-on-one sessions, but they went great. Thanks, you guys. Every time I came on, I got tons of uh, people inquiring and, and several people who actually participated in the camps thanks to being on uh, with you guys. So I, I thank you very much for that. But now it's just go to Jim. I actually... Uh, the last month or so, uh, some of the people put together a website for me. So I guess I've officially made it. In yes. A website. But it's very, don't get too excited. It's about as simple as a website can be. <laughs> JimJacksonBroadcasting.com. You can just go to that and uh, basically uh, answer all your questions. But I'm going to do the one-on-ones. I have several scheduled here this month. 
And then, obviously, I can't do quite as many once the Flyers start up, but I still do them. And, you know, it's really gratifying. I've got a lot of uh, students. I, I, I use students. Some of them are, you know, in their 50s. But uh, but uh, the people who have done the camps and, and, and the, the, the sessions with me who have come back for what I call recurring sessions just to check in and have me go over some of their clips and so forth. And it's really rewarding to see the progress they're making. That's cool. People have gotten big-time jobs. Uh, you know, they're, they're on their way. And it, it's I, I've, I've, I thought it was going to be somewhat gratifying, but it's it's even more rewarding than I thought. So I'm loving that. And I'm still also doing an audiobook recording. Uh, so I found some ah. hustles. Uh, it's been fun. I'm nice. sure you're doing, what, like a lot of Nicholas Sparks-type romantic novels. Is that what you're doing? Or what's what's? The- oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> That's me. I did have I did have one author send me uh, a romantic novel script, and um, I, I sent it out. And the, the return, she's trying to be very nice, but right. like, I think we'll find something else uh, for you. Oh, no. <laughs> you are bereft of romance. So. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to we need to take some speaker self help kind of. We need we need to take some some romantic novel passages and put in hockey jargon, right? And, um, <laughs> right. and I think that works. Sure and just as he's there, about we'll, to penetrate and shoot and score. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that'd be perfect. Um, well, listen, no. Uh, to, to step back a second, if you if you are considering a career in, in sports broadcasting, this is an opportunity for you to, to to get tutelage from one of the best in the business, and you, you you should take this opportunity if you're seriously considering it because uh, when you can learn from the greats, it's always a, a wonderful thing. So definitely, and, and don't forget, Preston, I, uh, Jim J. Philly, my Twitter, help me on making this decision. Yes. Uh, you know? Give me your choice, or give me your one through six if you want, uh, because I'm I'm open to any uh, help. But maybe there's some nugget out there that some fan has that will sway my vote. I don't know because I have until I think Friday to get my vote. Okay, so it's Simone Gagne, Paul Paul Holmgren, uh, Bob Kelly, Lou Nolan, Mark Recchi, and Rick Tockett. And make sure you let JJ six, know. Yes. All right, excellent, that's, dude. Good to talk to you. We'll great. talk more in the in the coming weeks, I'm sure. So uh, hope- sounds good. Great seeing you guys. And uh, yes, we'll be talking to you as hockey gets started. Yep. All right, thank you, Jim Jackson. <laughs> JJ. Uh, let's see here. There's something he said that I was gonna, thought of something I was going to mention, and I forgot what it is. Damn it! It's it's about hiking. hockey, hiking thing. <laughs> No, it wasn't the hiking thing. All right, anyway. Ah, something else. Oh, he hell. did look really good, though. He did. We're, we were doing this via Zoom. He like, had to have been wearing some, makeup. He's Unless makeup. he has the smoothest, most porcelain, not porcelain, but yeah. but flawless skin. I'm thinking Botox. Maybe. I'm something. Thinking, he's had a nip. He's had a tuck. Ass fat <laughs> pumped something. into his cheeks. <laughs> you can choose a filter on Zoom. That's like I'm a smoothing filter. thinking that maybe he used that. Uh, I don't no, know. He I looked did. damn good. He does look good. I don't... Uh, and he was shirtless, too. I never dive into those. He was uh, flexing the whole time. Zoom things. <laughs> yeah. Take a look at, the, get tired look, look at these nipples, man. <laughs> Massive, <laughs> meaty man. Look at this man <laughs> over here. Look at this man, man. Wow. Nipples all manly. Nothing but nipples. <laughs> that freaking. <laughs> I can't find the audio for that video. It was one of my favorites. Um, do you not like FaceTiming and Zooming? Is that what you were going to say? No, no, not that at all. No, oh. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. but, but I want to go back to this. That Bob Kelly isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I find that so surprising. When I see him uh, at events, because if we're playing a golf outing or a yeah. charity event and he's there, I just get so happy that he's there. Because Bob is like the f- most fun guy to sit and talk to. A million stories. He doesn't cut any corners. No. And he just he tells you what he thinks, 
And he's a really funny guy. And he's there all the time. All the time. Anytime you go to a game or an event or whatever, he's just, he's synonymous with the Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. And JJ at some point is going to be up for for consideration, for God's sakes. Absolutely. That's a long history with the team as well. Did you know I'm distantly related to Bob Kelly? Really? Yeah. You're his mother. I am not. Uh, (laughs) My mom's mom's maiden name, my my maternal grandmother's maiden name is Kelly's, Martha Martha Kelly, and her grandmother and Bob Kelly's grandmother were cousins. So I don't know what that makes us, probably like third or fourth cousins or whatever um but he's a direct lineage to to my family okay yeah what would that oh. make you Are i you... don't know so like it's it's four generations up from me and then four generations down to bob and kathy's dad slept with bob kelly <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah well no doubt the no doubt. a wild time a lot of people you know, know. Look at this image up in the the, the screen here preston and, and, I, and, and I, I had no idea that was an icon from the actual file that was on his head, and I'm thinking, what kind of helmet is he wearing? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't wear helmets, man. <laughs> Crazy. That's It's insane yeah. to think about those guys and back essentially, then. And essentially, dude, the the, the, um, the goalies would basically wear paper plates on their faces. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> before, like, before that, they didn't wear any masks. Yeah. Crazy, like, man. literally no masks, no. man. So you, you've, same position. You've been in the the uh, the goalie position in the, t- in the practice facility with the pucks being fired at you one yeah. right after another. Yeah, one got How in the machine. terrifying would yeah. it be? Could you imagine being a goaltender without any kind of protection that they have today? No, hockey players are a different breed, absolutely. There is a... All right, so I've told you guys about the... There's a series on Netflix that's called, like, uh, Untold. And so they did the Malice at the Palace. They did a piece about uh, Caitlyn Jenner yes. and Bruce Jenner. Uh, they also did a piece on Christine or Chrissy Martin, the female boxer. The latest one is uh, about this UHL hockey team called the Danbury Trashers. Have you guys watched this yet? No, I, watched it I haven't watched any okay. of them. Holy <laughs> crap. This team only existed for one year, uh, and it was basically in 2004 5, something okay. like that. This guy uh, who had mob connections. Uh, bought his son a team. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. And, well, I'm in, and man. this yeah, guy, too. this guy, was it like Slapshot? So it, he wanted this team, and he made this team. Basically, it was a cross between the Broad Street Bullies, right, and Slapshot team. Like it was no. insane. And in one season, he just they they just completely won this town over. The com- commissioner hated him, um, and. I mean, I was just completely blown. I had never even heard of this before. Why and did they only last one season? Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, the, the, feds, the, the feds got involved. Okay. And uh, and basically, the, the guy who bought the team ended up, he had to go to jail. Uh, and okay, were, were they winning? Is that why people loved them in the town? Or they, they were they... winning and they were beating the crap out of people. Okay, so it was it's a shot. bunch of goons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they could play hockey. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and so, all right, uh, Nick, whenever the NHL lockout was. Yes. All right, so uh, the NHL is locked down <laughs> at this point, and uh, and the dude is from like North Jersey, and he's like, "Let's get the guy uh, from the Devils who won the uh, the Stanley Cup uh, game winning shot, Mike Rupp." So Rupp ended up playing for them, dude. They had a legit like NHL wow player playing for them, and, and he just came in and and tore it up. I don't want to give any more away. Okay. I'm, I'm sure that sold some tickets. You know, you get an NHL name attached oh, to it, you know? Wait a minute. I thought you said the Thrashers. No, Their team the is called trashers. the Trashers. Because the guy who owned the team <laughs> owned the Trashers, too. Yeah, no, the guy who owned the team owned a trash company. And their their logo and mascot is a trash can mm-hmm. with eyes and a hockey stick. Well, that's too funny. That's interesting. 
Um, and these things are they're they're about an hour, hour fifteen minutes long. Very okay. very uh, palatable. It's not a long ass documentary or whatever, but it is very very interesting. All right, I got to watch that, Dude. and I got to watch Count Me In because yeah. you oh, said that that's a awesome. great documentary. It's great about drummers. The, yes. the guy that they hired as their uh, their equipment manager was this guy's uh, like middle school coach who was as a coach was checking kids into the boards. He would, when visiting teams came in, he, like, turned their hot water off. Uh, yeah. They got, they got like, six. Well, now you're giving away a lot of the points. Uh, all right, I'll uh, shut up. All right, no, all, right, yeah. all right, And it's on what? Uh, Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And how many in the series are there? Well, so I guess they're releasing one every week or okay. so. so the series it, is called what? I'm sorry? Untold. So it Untold. started with Malice in the Palace. It was that big fight right. with Ron Artest and... And, uh, and the, then Jerkin the Gherkin. <laughs> Jerkin the Gherkin. <laughs> uh, Ron Artest and, uh, and, and the Indiana Pacers when they fought... The crowd in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of never-before-seen footage. Um, yeah. So that one it is sounds what, good. what kicked it all off. Yeah, it okay. sounds really good. All right. I'm in on that, too. Definitely. By the way, JJ texted me, and he wanted to, he wanted to apologize because he wanted to come on air and congratulate you guys on being another rock and roll. Rock and roll. The Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, my God. The you Radio guys, Hall of Fame. You guys are part of the Heartbreakers. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, Bono's going to yeah. induct us yes. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's, 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 he's a Yeah, quite a <laughs> Consider the broad expanse of their career, never having recorded any album whatsoever, not so much as a single, and yet here they are, now residing in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What an honor. Mm. Yeah. So there's that. They did six jars of farts. <laughs> for martial arts. Six jars of farts. Six jars of martial arts. arts. Yes. Mixed martial arts. It was a contest. Yeah. Con- conducted the contest and never gave away the prize because <laughs> the event was canceled. Ah, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot. That was it. Was a trip to some UFC event, right? And they canceled it. And they canceled it. And we had farted in jars, each one of us, mm-hmm. except Kathy. Some people. Uh, and we capped them and left them, I think, overnight or something like right. that. And yeah. then we had to sniff and identify. I'm pretty sure we have the jars down yeah. here still. <laughs> I would like to actually hear that segment again yeah. sometime and see if that was worth a damn or it, not. It's as well written as we remember. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just forgot about the prize being canceled. <laughs> it was canceled. Wow. Uh. <laughs> All right. We should wrap it up. Uh, now, before I remind you that we have a Tattoo Day, a special one. It is for veterans and first responders only. Uh, text word tattoo to 39333. We're going to send you a link to fill out. And therefore, you'd be qualified for the prize. Not only the Preston and Steve tattoo this time around, but tickets to uh, the Tattoo and Arts Convention this weekend. For nice. Sunday, specifically, uh, at the Philadelphia Convention Center. So make sure that you take advantage of that. We'll take a break and come back and get some Bizarre file stories. So stay with us. It's the annual tradition that launches a thousand debates. Over the alphabet, 93.3 WMMR's Back to School A to Z. We dig deep and we mean into the massive MMR music library and play just about everything we've got in something resembling alphabetical order. It starts with Preston and Steve this Thursday at 6 a.m. and goes until it ends. 
MMR's Back to School A to Z. From Springfield, Mitsubishi, to locations, Philly and Reading. And the station that's tardy, as usual, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, Bizarre File, here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, brought to you by Horizon. Uh, for a limited time, Horizon Services lets you name your price in Horizon's full 21-point tune-up. Don't wait. Name your price ends on September 10th and visit horizonservices.com. We'll start with this. Out of Bedford County, Pennsylvania, state police are searching for a suspect or suspects that reportedly keep, keep defecating in the parking lot of a post office. In a post office? Pennsylvania State Police are investigating the reports of an unknown individual or multiple people that have been defecating in the parking lot of the Buffalo Mills Post Office. The report states that it's been happening since around June 22nd. Man. And most recently on August 28th. I could see behind the loading dock of a commercial office building, but right. not. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? That is much more appropriate than an, a post office. Uh, if anyone has any information, they are asked to call the police. So please do. <laughs> I believe that person cleaned up after himself. <laughs> the person. Or herself. I hypothetically, <laughs> the person he or she would clean up after themselves. Yes. A renowned anti-masker attempted to zip-tie the principal of a school in Tucson, Arizona on Thursday after she asked a student to quarantine because of close contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID-19. It's a pretty standard yeah. procedure. Well, this guy, Kelly Walker, who owns Viva Coffee Shop in Tucson, live-streamed the entire incident oh. on his business's Instagram account despite the fact that it was not his child at the center of the controversy. In fact... Walker's children don't even attend the school in question that they're homeschooled instead. So he took his zip ties over there and, and yeah. then zip tied like in a handcuffed he way? He did not, but he was going to. Okay. And he was saying that he was going to while he was heading over there as well. The incident was triggered when Walker was contacted by the father of one of the children being asked to quarantine at Mesquite Elementary School, a decision taken in line with advice from the health department. Uh, in the message, the father said that he was going to school to, quote, raise hell and people should be prepared for me to go to jail. <laughs> Walker decided to take it upon himself to address what he saw was an injustice. And in the video captured, while he was driving to the school, he called on others to join him at the elementary school to protest this decision. So he didn't even have kids there. No. He's a barista. Yes. <laughs> Once at the school, the video shows Walker with the child's father and an unidentified third man walking around the perimeter of the building with the unidentified manning holding out the zip cuffs. I just had some extra zip ties. I wanted to use them. Walker holds zip ties to the camera and says that he plans on making a citizen's arrest if the police won't take action. Walker told me I have AIDS. He went there and talked to the school's principal, and they told him to leave. And, oh, by the way, at one point he said, I am a scientist who wrote about COVID for doctors and dentists all over the country. Oh, he's the guy. There's no evidence to show that he's a scientist, though he has made this claim several times on his Facebook page. He ended up leaving before the police got there, and the school is determining whether or not they want to file a case against him or not. A home went up in flames on Wednesday night afternoon after an, an explosion in the garage was amplified by a large supplies of ammunition. A man was uh, oh welding. Jesus, is a the man was welding in his garage when sparks ignited the flames, and it just so happens that the garage also caned, uh, contained reloading equipment. Uh huh. So that's where he does his. His who, welding in who, there. Who taught him how to weld, Wiley Coyote? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
You're right. It's right out of that. <laughs> According to neighbors, the resident packed his own ammunition, and that ignited as well. And ammo began shooting out of the garage after a huge explosion. An adjacent neighbor's home was uh, scarred with bullet holes, and the garage door was blown off. Windows were blown out. As well, uh, the neighbor who did not wish to be named said that the man was trying to drive his Polaris out of the garage as it was already on fire. Is a Polaris a, it's a truck? No, uh, it's, it's like a, a little ATV. It, yeah, it's an ATV. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, oh, uh, I'm yeah. thinking of a different thing then. Those things are cool. Uh, so it was already on fire and he was pulling it out. Uh, neighbor Brock Walgreen. Brock Walgreen. <laughs> <laughs> said that he heard the national man of mystery. I work over at the Walgreens. He heard the first explosion and came outside just in time to see the roof of the garage. Get Brock Walgreen collapse. Several more small explosions and rapid popping continued as firefighters arrived on scene, which they had to be in super careful. I mean, that's ammunition. Absolutely, it could go off after more than Brock's two hours. Busy. I'm slate CBS. Uh, <laughs> after more than two hours. Of fighting fires. This is Brock Brock. Walgreen's theme music. Uh, After more than uh, two hours of uh, firefighting efforts, the garage... Reinforce the perimeter. 20 clicks up. The garage was a total loss. The man's Polaris sat in the driveway. Tires in front melted, and the truck parked inside was destroyed. Uh, The man was transported by an ambulance with injuries to the hospital. place is decimated. We're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, it blew up big time. Uh, Let's see. This story's out of Vegas. This is terrible, man. Listen to this. A teenager... Accused of randomly breaking into a home and stabbing and killing a man, had left school, committed murder, and then he went back to class later that day. Ethan Goyne, who is 16 years old, faces one charge of murder. Police said that the victim, Virgil uh, Gintu, was stabbed in the neck at his home. Detectives said Gintu's wife and mother-in-law told them that they had arrived or they had heard a noise around 10 a.m. Uh, they went to he went to investigate and he was stabbed. Uh, Gintu's wife then saw the intruder who was dressed in all black and wearing a mask leaving through a window. During Gintu's autopsy, crime scene analysis uh, discovered a light-colored hair on his wrist. Mm. The following day, a neighbor alerted detectives about a suspicious person who was in the area around the time of the murder. Police said they saw a white man with blonde hair walking near the crime scene dressed all in black. Detectives later located that person, identified as Goyne, getting into a rideshare vehicle. Detectives began speaking with him and noticed that he had blood on his boots. They said he then ran off and was found hiding in a parking structure. Goyne was found arrested and taken to school. He told them that uh, police, or he was taken to jail, I'm sorry. Uh, He was um, told police that he had been bullied earlier in the day at school and left. told detectives he had hopped the wall to a house in his neighborhood and remained in the backyard of the house for some time. He described the rest of the incident as a blur. Uh, Goyne said he returned home and eventually back to school. He also passed the crime scene during the day. Uh, in Nevada, uh, teenagers 16 and up are automatically placed into the adult system if they are charged with murder. So he's looking at potential life as well as detention. Yes, as yeah. well as detention. But that's messed up, man. Jeez. That's haunting. Wow. Right, and that is all I have time for. In the Bizarre File, I don't like to end on a grisly murder, but that's all I have time for. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. And uh, lesson question. That's up next. Trash. Music news as well. We'll be right back. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I have to believe that M is a fairly dense category. Yes, absolutely. I would imagine. I haven't looked to see what letter has the most songs. Isn't it T because of the the songs? It probably is. I think it, well, I don't know about this year, but I think in years past, he has always lasted the longest, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. I think you're obviously L is... Well, love, but l- how many song lyrics begin. or song titles begin with love? With love, right. It's certainly a popular right. word in uh, in almost every song ever but written. Duh. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. No, I don't know. I'll have to ask uh, Chuck or uh, Bill uh, what uh, which category is longest. Because it can last, a category can last a day. Sure, you know? I mean, sure, absolutely. Really one that's, uh, that's big enough. So uh, M has certainly got a lot. So we begin with uh, Bush and Machine Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 11 minutes after 10 o'clock, and we have sunny skies today. Another beautiful day. High of about 84 degrees. Uh, tomorrow, some afternoon thunderstorms contend with 84. And then uh, Thursday, some sun and clouds, 79. And Friday and Saturday, as of now, looking pretty good. It's sunshine in the it's mid-70s, nice. upper upper 70s, low 80s, so it's going to be good. Uh, we're going to have our lesson question, and the prize that we're giving away is Zack Snyder's Justice League on 4K Ultra HD. <laughs> And the question we will ask is, Michael Fawcett, who worked with Prince Charles, is leaving the royal family to focus on which news possible career? Let's see if you remember that. From That was like 7 o'clock this morning. Michael Fawcett, who worked with Prince Charles, is leaving the royal family to focus on which new possible career? 215-263-WMMR. The floor recognizes Casey Fosbenner. Looks like uh, there is one more page of S's than there are of T's. Oh, okay. So S might have a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right. Good to know. Thank you very much. Uh, let's do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Where are we headed to today, Mr. Morrison? Well, famed Japanese director Takeshi Katano was reportedly attacked with a pickaxe by a man who was angry at him for not helping him break into show business. Luckily for that lunatic, that very day, Katano had begun casting his new movie, The Deranged Pickaxe Killer. (laughs) Willard Scott, the iconic Today Show weatherman and first person ever to play Ronald McDonald, has died at the age of 87. In observance of his passing, McDonald's will be lowering all fountain drinks to half full. Oh, my And finally, she split from her husband after 21 months, and now Kaylee Cuoco and her second husband, Carl Cook, are breaking up after 28 months. Coco says she has every confidence her next m- marriage will finally break that three-year mark. So, <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All righty, we will see if uh, we can get an answer to this question. Uh, Michael Fawcett, uh, who worked with Prince Charles, is leaving the royal family to focus on which new career? 215-263-WMMR is number, and we will go to Dan and give him a shot at it. Dan, good morning. Good morning, Steve. Uh, Preston. Preston. Certainly. No, we're both here. So what is the new possible career for Michael Fawcett? Uh, skateboarding? Skateboarding. Yeah, Danny boy. Hang on. We're going to set you up, my man. 
Zack Snyder's Justice League on 4K Ultra HD in the visionary director's cut Batman and Wonder Woman unite a team of metahuman to save the planet. You can own it now on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray. Great. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, got a couple of stories to run by you today. We're going to start with this one. Once again, the Bottle Rock Festival shut down Dave Grohl for exceeding the event's curfew. Uh, the Foo Fighters frontman actually sat in with Guns N' Roses during the band's headline appearance on Saturday night and during a particularly hot show closing take on the band's Paradise City. The promoters pulled the plug on the band and uh, pulled the plug on their sound. Do you know what time they pulled the plug? Yeah, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Oh, so here's the deal. This is not the first time that's happened here. It's They've, they've cut off bands in the past for this. They it's are rigid. Rigid. You're exactly right. On their curfew. Uh, the, all, the Foo Fighters were cut off in mid-song for running over a stipulated 10 p.m. curfew which is the agreed-upon uh, time by the surrounding Napa, California community. Over the years, both Neil Young and The Cure have also been cut off for going past curfew. And we have a clip to play of this when it happened. So here, I'll wait for that. It says, uh, Rolling Stone reported, as soon as the song wandered past 10 p.m. curfew, the following uh, and following the second chorus, organizers cut power to the stage. Undeterred, the band continued to play the rest of the song sans amplification with the crowd singing along with Axel when they weren't booing the organizers. Right. So here's the clip of it. So what you hear in the background is them just playing through their amps. Yes. It's not going through the PA. You can probably no. hear it through the monitors. So, you know, Guns N' Roses cutting them off, pissing off the audience. You're flirting with a riot there. You sure are. Uh, if, if you, you do it. something like that. There's a second clip, I believe, where the audience is clearly singing. Yep. All right, here we go. Is it possible that perhaps at this point you want to change the venue and get away? It's my understanding that they happen to be within earshot of a residential area. And I that's, don't know. That's what caused it. But I mean, to be that austere, to shut down a rock concert at 10 o'clock seems kind of bizarre. They might do it on purpose, though, play over. Like, the bands know what they're doing. Jazz Fest usually ends at, like, 8 o'clock or so. So, uh, I mean, there's concerts that end fairly early. <clears throat> a lot of times, I mean, uh, for venues where, like, it's indoors, like right, uh, Madison right. Square Gardens or whatever, um, 
bands will they get fined and bands are like right f it we'll just we'll they'll, they'll pay, eat we'll it pay yeah. the fine, we'll pay yeah. the fine and, and everybody gets their their overtime or whatever it is but these guys must not do that. No. Uh, and there's also uh, union issues you have to deal with, too. Sure. So it's something you have to keep in mind as well. So, um, yeah, they, they, you know, listen, they, I guess the, the event does really, really well for them. So these few times, these five or six times they've done that, it's not really affected it overall. So they keep going back. Uh, Imagine Dragons' fifth studio album, Mercury Act One, is available everywhere, along with a special Target-exclusive CD Ooh. featuring alternative artwork and an exclusive poster. <clears throat> the band teamed up with producer Rick Rubin for the project. Frontman Dan Reynolds uh, said this whole record is about high highs and low lows, and that's where the name Mercury came from. So that's what's the, that's what the record is really about: dealing with grief, dealing with losing people, and also celebrating life. I always forget the Target has a uh, record section. By the way, earlier this week, Demons by Imagine Dragons was certified diamond, which is ten times platinum by the RIA. Making them the only band to have three diamond singles. Radioactive and Believer are the ones that are in that category as well. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. <laughs> lots of diamonds. Uh, I thought this was uh, interesting. David Crosby remains busier than ever at 80 years old. He's been receiving raves for his recently released album called For Free and just announced a deluxe 50th anniversary edition of his 1971 solo debut, If I Can Only Remember My Name, which is due out on October 15th. Crosby was asked about the possible reunion between Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young and explained, no, and I don't expect there to be the petty-ass bull-ass that goes on between us people. He said, Neil has got a genuine beef. I did say something bad about his girlfriend, which is Daryl Hannah, and they're right. now married. Right. <laughs> he said, um, I said I thought she was a predator. Okay, he can be mad at me. That's all right. Graham... Just changed from the guy I thought was my best friend to being the guy that is definitely my enemy. So I don't see any future there at all. Crosby went on to say, I'm a very liberal guy and a modern thinker in terms of politics. Neil doesn't really do politics. He does Neil. He's probably the most self-centered, self-obsessed, selfish person I know. He only thinks about Neil, period. That's the only person he'll consider, ever. When press says to whether Young would agree with that, Crosby answered, probably he knows himself pretty well. Uh, Crosby was asked about his relationship with Nash over the years. Uh, a friend who seemingly stayed in his corner during his years enslaved in drug addiction. He said, no, he gave me the impression of looking after me. But apparently that was all just to keep the money coming. Uh, but there you go. We haven't talked for a couple of years. And I'm not going to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. I'm not happy with him at all. To me, that's all ancient history, man. Did, did he address stills? <laughs> No. Okay. But I so, saw another interview where Stephen Stills is the only one he talks to. Okay. Uh, he has somewhat of a relationship with him, but Graham feels the same way about Crosby that Crosby feels about Graham. Right. They're just there's no They're love done. lost there. It's never going to happen. It's beyond stupid, and and he takes a lot of the um, blame himself. He's called himself an a hole, an insufferable a hole. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it's going to change. Not at this point. No. All right, one last item in music news, and I'm doing this just for Steve because he sent it to me. <laughs> BTS yeah. is yeah. in the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. How wow. about that? Wow. Multiple uh, accolades. The Guinness World Records used the phrase, the boys are in the book, to yeah. announce BTS's slot in his 2022 Hall of Fame, thanks to the K-pop supergroup's eye-popping list of 23 records. 
Uh, after breaking countless records throughout 2021, they have also cemented their place in the Guinness World Records Hall of Fame. Among the records celebrated by Guinness are the most streamed group on Spotify with 16.3 billion streams. Most streamed track on Spotify for Butter. Butter. Most Twitter engagements for a music group. Most viewers for the premiere of a music video on YouTube, which is Butter. Most weeks at number one on Billboard's digital song sales chart. Most streamed track on Spotify in the first 24 hours, which was Butter. Most viewed YouTube music video in 24 hours. Anybody know what song that was? Butter? Is it uh-huh. Butter? It's Butter. Oh, wow. Most tickets sold for a live stream concert. Most the Butter Tour? Music group on Instagram. Most Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards won by a music group. And they also ate the most hot dogs at the Nathan's Contest. Oh, my God. Yeah. They beat out Joey Chestnut. Yeah. That's a, they're a force to be reckoned with. Is there anything they can do? I'm sure there is. Uh, so, yeah, they're in the Guinness Book of World Records. They are a uh, an international sensation at BTS. A, a juggernaut. Butter. All right, and there you go. Do you remember those old parquet commercials? Oh, yeah. Butter. Open, butter. 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 <laughs> parquet. <laughs> you probably don't remember that, do you, no. 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 You're too busy floating in the middle of a bay. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Sizzling? Yes. Sizzling. Okay. That's all. Do we just remember Sizzling? Yeah. Okay. Guys, on this, I, I on this Tuesday, I think it's appropriate that we all remember Sizzling. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you wanted to touch on the ad campaign or something like that. No. Guys, remember Sizzling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me remember too. That? Remember that? Yeah, cool. It was awesome. What was Sizzling? Uh, it's a... Uh, it was like it was bacon. bacon. It was bacon, but lower in fat. Oh. Sizzling. Oh. Uh, Get it? Let's see what they did there. Yeah. Oh, it, it's <sighs> September 7th. I didn't realize it was International Sizzling Day. It's crazy that I... Brought that up today. In fact, there's a special concert tonight from Sizzling Dion. <laughs> See, it was, uh, it was worth it. That, that joke. That just made it, it worth it, you know. Sizzling Dion. <laughs> wow. It's going to be great. You know who opened? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Oddly <laughs> enough, it was strange. Oh, he and the Bacon goodness. Brothers. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And we will wrap up the day's broadcast. We have a new Word of the Week prize I think you'll like. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at Radio.com. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Yes, we're getting uh, right to the Daily Letter. Gonna say Lonesome George Thorogood on 933 <laughs> WMR. Maybe he has letters. Madison Blues. Maybe he does. George, you got the letter? Oh, Not George, yet. George isn't here. <laughs> uh, so, nonetheless, it is the Back to School Agency here at MMR, which we started last week and continues on. We have just cracked into the M. It was so much fun to listen to it over the extended weekend. Yeah. And again, you all the different games you play, what's going to be next? That's what I like uh, to do. And then the greatest joy, oh my God, I haven't heard this in forever. Yes, most definitely. When you forget about that, when one yeah. squeaks in and you had no idea that it was going to be there and it's a, a song maybe you'd forgotten about or was just taken by surprise, that's the most fun part about the, the back school. I agree, Steve. I would like to thank uh, Troy Temple, Matt Davey, and Chris Jones, uh, who were on this morning to talk about the Philadelphia Tattoo Arts Festival, which is this weekend, Friday through Sunday at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Uh, Troy, of course, is with uh, Villain Arts and also um, Floating World Tattoo. Uh, and Matt Davey and Chris Jones are with the 
uh, tattooing freedom uh, group who do their veterans that uh, that are tattoo artists that will tattoo other veterans and make a stronger connection than just sitting down and getting some ink, sharing stories, maybe forging a relationship. It sounds therapeutic in a way because they, they can commiserate. And they do these for free. For they veterans. do, which and is uh, wonderful. They do fundraising to, uh, uh, to get the, uh, you know, uh, opportunity to do this. So uh, you can check out PrestonandSteve.com. We have a link right to their information. And it was cool to have those guys on this morning. Uh, thank you to Bill Engvall. Hey! New show called Blue Collar Auction. He is hanging up his microphone as far as stand-up goes. Uh, but he's got this show, which is on Peacock's Circle TV. And it comes out on Friday. And it's a, uh, he said, like, uh, American Pickers... Uh, meets Pawn Stars, Pawn Stars, and this other stuff. Yeah, but, meets uh, auctioning uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, a lot yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, finally, it sounded like we were starting the song "Sweetly" <laughs> there right? for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jim Jackson, <laughs> JJ from the Flyers. He needs help in <laughs> in picking the uh, inductee into the uh, Flyers Hall of Fame. So uh, there are six. Inductees, there are six uh, potentials, there are six nominees, and he needs help. So you can uh, click on the link on PrestonSteve.com and give him a little bit of assistance because he gets to vote for it. And indeed, Pierre is the one that was coughing up along here just a moment ago. <laughs> well, Bill Ingvall on... <laughs> down on, to down down. <laughs> the Abbey. Like, and, I'm sorry. That really... That really does cause a feller to guffaw. That does. Um, <laughs> there you have it. Nice. How's your weekend? Oh, it was good. I spent all of uh, Sunday here. Um, uh, from I spent uh, a lovely twelve hours. Wow! Uh, here from noon till about twelve thirty in the morning, hanging more pictures. Um, oh, where, where at? They're not visible in this section, but uh, they've done major uh, renovation across the hall. Yes, they have. Where sales folks uh, stay, yeah. and it goes all the way down and then crosses over into Fanatic Land and then comes back up. So we have the whole back giant U, if you will, of this building on the fourth floor. And uh, so we had a lot of pictures stored in this room in what was engineering, which we are giving up that space back to the building and engineering has a new space. So Rodney came to uh, Pancake and I last week and said, uh, you have to get all these pictures out and and it would be nice to hang them. And um, so I thought it'd be a couple of hours. <laughs> 12 and hours. Gail and uh, Dan and myself were here for a ghastly 12 hours. Wow. We hung 61 pictures. Um, I can't wait to take a tour. I'm yeah, go uh, most of them are... There's a couple of new ones in there. Most of them are vintage, but we tried to balance the various stations because we have right um, seventeen stations in with us now. <laughs> uh, so um, we it goes all the way down the sales thing, and then a little bit into Fanatic Land. Then we found things. I found a bunch of I found a bunch of Preston and Steve stuff oh. that I uh, uh, I mean all these great uh, award plaques and uh, other pieces of artwork and and things. So. Um, it was cool. I found uh, when Pico congratulated you guys on being number one and oh, you yeah. were up in lights in Pico building, yeah. I found that. Some really cool stuff. So uh, there's more to come. Um, 
we could at uh, at uh, eleven thirty. I said, let's start to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, it's uh, too long. So, um, by the started. way, speaking of the fanatic, I uh, was fascinated and loved your interview with Charles Barkley last week, and it was it was so cool to hear you guys because he likes you. You guys have a, a funny friendship, and it was so cool to to see him be on the same wavelength as you, just even if it was just a brief amount of time, but I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it was a minute and 20 seconds, yeah. a good long sports interview. He was on with Mike Missinelli, and they were kind enough, Chuck D'Amico set it up for him to do a quick hello and some pictures with me and Cake. I mean, to me, he's a, a nice fella. To Cake, it's like he's with, you know, <laughs> yeah, it'd be Charles. like you with Eddie Vedder or yeah. something. But and, he's such uh, a good sport. I mean, no, he's, he's great. He's great on air. He's a really good broadcaster, and he's he, he's not afraid to speak what's on his mind. Right. But it was cool to ha- to hear you two interact. I really enjoyed it. I was uh, my friend Hoover. I think who you've yeah. met, who's a huge Lakers fan, has never asked me for anything. He got me on the soundboard at Woodstock when Crosby, Stills, and Nash were playing Woodstock at Woodstock. So I owed him, and all of a sudden, when the Sixers were in the uh, playoffs against L.A., whatever year that was, the finals. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? 2001. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Hoover calls me and says, Tag, you're it. I need uh, two great seats for each Philly game. And wow. I go, oh, my God. Like a week before. <laughs> and um, so I scrambled and I got them. And um, and then Hoover comes out. He's staying with me. comes out of the room he's staying in, dressed head to toe in Lakers gear. Mm. And, and I have to take him, me and him, to the game. People are going, Pierre. What the yeah. <laughs> And people were throwing things at us where we were sitting. It was really great. But yeah. okay. in the course of the day off between games, we were walking down uh, South Street and we passed Bridget Foy's and, and went around a corner. And all of a sudden I hear, Pierre! And I turn around and it's Charles Barkley. I go, hey, how you doing, Charles? And he comes up and we're chatting and, and Hoover's face just drops. He, he'd been around every rock star when he was a kid. His uh, father, who was a folk singer named Kenny Rankin, took him yes. to hear this guitar player at, in a loft in New York City. The guitar player was Jimi Hendrix. He was sitting at Jimi Hendrix's feet while Hendrix was playing. So he was he's not awed by anything in rock world. But all of a sudden, Charles is there going, and I go, I'm going to have a party later this summer. You want to come? Yeah, here's my number. And, um, I, and we go, all right, cool. See you later. And... Um, we started walking, and he goes, dude, you got his digits. You got his digits. You got Charles' digits. It was the greatest thing. That is cool. Anyway, that was a fun moment. Well, everyone should go to the uh, WMMR Instagram page. Uh, Sarah and Pancake have posted your one-minute and 20-second interview. Oh, they did? Yes, it's So up the there. audio is there. Yes. I gave him some sports knowledge. No, he was very... You very grateful for <laughs> the uh, fact that you beat him in that free throw contest was pretty amazing, <laughs> dude. Amazing, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so cute. Like he just he saw you and he's like, "Pierre," you could hear it in his voice. It's great. It was wild. Nice. There you go. Excellent. All right, uh, business. Let's do the letter. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter A, as in Ardmore. That's a good one to start with. An A, and we have a Metallica, the Black Album remastered deluxe box set and a collector's edition Metallica. Wherever I May Roam, Varsity Jacket. And, of course, Metallica marks the 30th anniversary of its self-titled fifth album, the Black Album, uh, with two landmark releases, both out September 10th on the band's own blackened recordings, Metallica.com to pre-order now. 
Uh, and the box set comes with all. It's like I got a list of things. It's like oh, a ridiculous it's crazy. amount of stuff here that that comes with it. So we'll just uh, trust us when we say it's awesome. So we'll give that away on Friday, which is only. Three more days away because today is eight and Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, what's happening on your program today, man? Well, more to eight, more of A to Z. Uh, normally, it would be Double Shot Tuesday, but you started the M's. You did Machine Head, and did you do one other? Or one other machine, one, Madison was, Blues. Yeah, Madison yeah. Blues, right. So uh, we will take it up uh, in the M category, which I suspect, as you guys mentioned, will be a fairly long category, probably run my entire show. So we'll see where we go. Awesome. All right. Thank you, sir. Let me thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors. Also, Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show, and by Citadel Credit Union, committed to building strength together to build a better future for us all. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday, so Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word, and we will have crime investigator Sarah Kayleen on yes. the show as well. I'm sure some interesting conversation will take place there. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day and enjoy the A to Z. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the With cooler weather finally here, it's time to get your home ready for fall. Get a head start on the holiday season by updating your kitchen with Lowe's today. Check out the LG InstaView Smart French Door Refrigerator and Electric Range with Air Fry. Just knock on the door twice to see what's inside without opening. Plus, they have plenty of room for everything you need for game days and holidays. Every day is a great day to shop appliances at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only.